CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab testing. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. 
and we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. 
The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor innocently while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn oaths they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. 
welcome Dylan Roche. So I'm 14 years old and all of you look really old to me. Yeah. My parents are pretty old. They're in their 40s now. And, and they're always telling me like how easy I have it. They're like, oh, your generation's great. You don't know how hard it was to be a kid when we were kids. Why can't you be more like we were? Maybe because most of the crap you did when you were kids is illegal now. I cannot walk to 7-Eleven and buy my grandparents cigarettes. I'm not allowed to hitchhike, drink from a garden hose, or play with lawn darts in 1988. I have my own set of challenges. When I ride my bike, I have to wear half a bowling ball on my head. Oh, you know, because safety's a thing now. Uh, I didn't have an iPhone my whole life, you know. For many years, I had to use a flip phone. You had to press this button three times to type letter C. When my parents were kids, whenever they left the house, it was just, all right, see ya, be back by dark. Don't get abducted, molested, or eaten, and have fun. If I want to go anywhere, I have to carry a whistle and a binder of all nearby registered sex offenders. And a stick, lots of gym teachers and priests. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's just a joke. Priests aren't registered. Yeah, just relocated. Are you having a good time, sir? Are you enjoying yourself? What's your name? Barry. Do you know what I have to do when I get home, Barry? Write a paper for school. I thought that was going another way. I'm in my first year of high school. I mean, so far it's going pretty good. It's a lot better than my middle school experience, which is full of bullying, cliques, and gossip, mostly from the teachers. <laughs> teachers are no better than the students, maybe even worse. They always act like NFL coaches on the sidelines using folders to cover their mouths while they talk crap about the students. <laughs> You'll see Patty over there. Yeah, that little kiss ass reminded me that I forgot to assign the homework as I was about to dismiss the class. So I doubled it. What the hell is her problem? Oh, and Kyle, I don't know how he's doing in your class, but in mine, he's just bombing. I want to fail him, you just smack him in the face with a big fat F. But then I don't have to put up with his crap, crap for a whole nother year. The uncontrollable voice cracks are also another thing that my parents do. He's a nice kid, but his parents, ugh. They keep sending me eight paragraph emails telling me I'm not giving him the credit he deserves. Maybe his parents would stop telling him he's good at everything. He wouldn't cry like a little bitch every time I gave him a reminder. What are you looking at, Kyle? Get back to work. Dioramas don't make themselves. The lunchroom is known for its notorious bullying. You know, the big guys always shoving their way to the front of the line, taking a lot of smoothie from you so they can go back to grading papers. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears, Barry? <laughs> tests, I don't like tests. I'm not what you would call an academic test taker. 
not sure why, though. I usually give myself a full five minutes to study before the test. But it's not my fault, though. It's the teachers. They always tell you, challenge yourself. So I like to challenge myself to see how long I can put off studying. Challenge accepted. I'm probably not as responsible as Barry here, who never procrastinates, because adults don't do that. Right, Barry? All right, thank you, guys. to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Yeah, there's 14, that kid's 14 years old. Well, he was in what, 2016? Well, 2016, yeah. So, I mean, I he, he had a budding stand-up career going as a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. Shit, I wonder what he's doing now. Gotta look him up, see if he's still doing comedy, or if that was just like a fling thing. That was a good bit. I thought it was hysterical. It was cute. He was funny. Yes, he was. Making fun of parents and shit. That's funny. Because it's Friday. It is Friday. And adults don't procrastinate, right? Never. 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 Bullshit. No. Procrastinate like a motherfucker. No shit. Shit. I spent a year procrastinating. Why? Because fuck you, dickhead. That's why. Any more that I can make my fucking yard look like a redneck piece of trash. Mm -hmm. I... The only thing I haven't found yet is a truck with a wheel off of it. Ooh, so I'm if gonna anybody print. has one, do me a favor. Give me a call. Have it towed here. Let's hook something up. Listen, listen. It's melon planting season. So I'm going to plant melons in the front and down the side yard. So you never have to mow again. I was thinking, actually, uh, we uh, get this truck from somebody and we turn it into like a raised bed planter. Awesome. I could totally do that. <laughs> we'll put it right in the front yard. Messing its wheels a whole bit. I can place anything and anything. It's great. I was even thinking about is going as far as contacting like an Amish support group or something to see if they have any wagons that are missing wheels, so I could take a wagon completely missing its wheel and put it in the front yard. He would think it was decorative though, because he's such a redneck. He would think it was decorative. He'd be like, "Man, that's that actually looks pretty cool." <laughs> he might. Oh shit! Anyway, did y'all have a good day? I hope so. I planted. It was good. Yeah, yeah. That means we can eat in about forty days. So yeah. 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 It was a day. It was a day. How was your day, babe? Ash, you're right, Cisco. You're, f- you're absolutely right. God bless it. Why didn't I think of that? We just need to get a couch and stick it in the front yard, babe. Done. Done. We mm-hmm. put a couch in the front yard. Dude, we have just, I was thinking about getting it. I was thinking about talking to um, Gerby and Wix and seeing if they could bring their camper over here so we could park that out in the front too. He wouldn't care. He has his own. What? Camper. He doesn't have his own camper. He's a trailer. Oh, whatever. I'm going to put a camper. Dude, I'm going to make, I, I got to make this look like a redneck wonderland. If Gerby or Wix ever need a place to store their camper, just let them know that our yard is more than available, especially our front yard. Most definitely the front yard. Because I just want to, I'm just dying to make it look like a redneck wonderland over here. I'm going to plant melons over there. Over where? In the front, in front of the center thing. Out of the, uh, out of the, the, um, the down wall, the thing that's on top of the down wall. Yep. 
Well, I'm, that will get removed. I Eventually, think. you've been saying that for three years. Until well, yeah. then, then when it does, I can move the pot and uh, the melons can move. But, you know. Now we actually have a trailer that we can move the forklift with. So Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When's that going to happen? Monday? No, we already got it. Okay. So when are we going to fix the downed uh, thing? Monday? When I get a chance to bring the forklift and the trailer over here. Well, see, that's where we're at. And that'll have to be a weekend, though. See? There's no way that's happening on a weekday. Mm -hmm. well, don't see me. Don't give me C O C C. It's only been two and a B. half years. A. Okay, you just got through the laundry. Don't <laughs> even start giving me shit. And that was like four years ago, laundry. Oh, some of it, yeah. Exactly. Anyway. But I did find your 4th of July kilt. You did find the stars... The American my, flag kilt. My stars and stripes kilt. Yes. Which is pretty fucking awesome, actually. It's an epic kilt. So, anyway. Oh, there's so much to get to. I say... What? You want to get hot? Yeah, adults don't procrastinate, do Exactly. They? We exactly. have so much to get through, but the first thing she wants to do is this. You want to get hot? Yeah. But wait! There's more! Oh, Jesus. Let's go. Okay. Shit, dude, where's the video? What, the video's not even up. Are you well, kidding me? You I, want to get high, the video's not even up. I was procrastinating. <laughs> Apparently. I was making you dessert. And we'll see. We'll see if we're, you were making me dessert or if you were making you dessert, because those yeah. are two different things. Uh, Jeff said my buddy and his wife have an old toilet as a planter. She grew jalapenos in it last summer. That's a great idea. That's awesome. It's a good idea, too. Yeah. I'm thinking about all sorts of crazy shit. But I need new gardens because I didn't grow enough food last year. So Hey, Mick, ask me how many pics she has taken and put up on eBay. Oh, bingo. Yeah, when are we going to do the clothes, babe? Oh, yeah, I know. I haven't huh? gotten to that yet. Huh? Poshmark, but yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet. All right. Yeah, thank you. Hit the song. Love you, Liana. The there you go. Turn about fair play, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great point because she wants her boobs back. I know. <laughs> oh, shit. When I get those old Italian pull chain um, toilets, so I can do like if so the next time she does like a weird planter, <laughs> we can do like a old pull chain toilet, and we can like put the gun like hide like a gun kind of sticking out the bottom of it, so it's like a a knockoff to uh, the Godfather. You have to speak to Sonny because I can't speak to him. I can't talk to him. It's too emotional. Why was Jill walking ahead of Joe at Dover? Because she's frustrated. She's given up leading him around because he needs to have a focal point as to where to go. And Jill's 
couch dress of the day would definitely be it. Where did you see that pick for that question? Uh, oh, poke it up. Yeah. Exactly. Now, is there any... Do I know of any policy or things where there's anything that says that the president's wife can't walk in front of the president? No. The only time that would never happen is probably in the military processional. That would never happen. Um, be the only time that it doesn't happen because that's all about him. It's not or the presidency. It's not about the first lady at that point. Cut the inner rims of old tires and make southern tulip planters. Liana, I need my tire back. Yeah, we did buy that. Yeah. We own that tire now. We need to be able to cut it in half and turn it into a tulip planter. John said, I had a Vietnamese lady who hated the zone patrol so bad she planted prickly pears on each side of the sidewalk and Russian sunflowers that grew eight feet tall. My sunflowers last year grew like freaking 12 feet tall. It was ridiculous. Was it? I had a buddy of mine. He had a, um, he lived in a HOA, but he lived on the water's edge of an HOA. So I guess there were even more rules for him or some bullshit. So one of the things they went after him about was, I guess it was in their agreement or whatever, they had to keep the edge of the pond. You know, you had to keep it weed free and all this other shit, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. They cited him some 20 something times that he lived there. I think they, they fucking charged him money. I think four times of the 20 times that they cited him. And uh, finally, before he left, before he moved out, he uh, went down to Lowe's or home Depot. I don't remember which. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had to fight bamboo before. But bamboo is horrible. Bamboo will grow. Even after you've completely asphyxiated the yard with every type of chemical that you think will kill wildlife or any plant life whatsoever, bamboo will still find a way to grow. It is literally the leech muscle of the organic world. Mm -hmm. It grows in anything. Well, my buddy went out. First, he bought the plants, right? Because the seeds are really hard to grow. Bamboo, you've got to have it flood for so long before bamboo will grow. And so my buddy bought the seeds and he tossed some in the ground and the rest he just threw in the water, not realizing what that was going to do. Anyway, he bought some of the plants too, just to piss them off. Mm -hmm. And the bamboo took off. Um, the new people that moved in, they spent, uh, he said, an upwards of eight grand fighting the bamboo, and they still lost. It still came back every fucking year. 
and it grew out of control. The, why did I say the seeds were really bad by throwing them in the water? Because like I said, bamboo for it to grow, it has to fucking have a constant water source. If you put it in a water source, guess what? Bamboo will grow in the water. Mm -hmm. And when it roots in the water, it's almost next to impossible to get out. You, you can't get it out. And that shit is insane. It, it grows like wildfire. You cannot destroy bamboo. Anyway, long story short, he did that to be a dick leaving his HOA. Sorry, a long story. I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. That's that's a dick move. Yep. So. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? Rather than search for shit, I'm going to let the, the computer choose it. The first one up is what we're playing. We're playing random, whatever, rando, random, I mean, whatever comes up. I'm kind of in order, so, you know, it's fine. But it's the first one All right, one but up. we're starting in New York. So we're we starting are. with the two cops that got beat. We haven't seen the video. We haven't paid a lot of attention to it because it's, I get it. It's, it's, it's a fucked up story. But again, I look at it this way. New York, this is what you voted for. Fox News alert. Two police officers in New York City were attacked by a group of illegal aliens near Times Square. The confrontation started after the cops told the illegals to move along. Things got a little heated, and the police ended up wrestling on the floor with one of the migrants, while the other migrants threw kicks at the officers' heads and bodies. Cops arrested four migrants, but sources tell The Post, already out without bail. Obviously not deported, and we'll keep you updated. Fox News Alert 2. So... That was the beating that they received at the hands of these migrants. Uh, now, the outcome's already been, well, not the outcome. The outcome has not been distributed yet. Um, they were arraigned and released with no bail. Yeah, no cash bail. That's the that's standard in New York. No bail for assaulting cops. Mm -hmm. And they're not even citizens. Mm -mm. Yep. So the police weren't real happy about it. So when the police in New York City get pissed... This is what they do. That sounds like every day in New York. Not with that many cops. And, and firefighters too. No, that's just cops. I can hear a queue on it. I can hear a fire truck. No, there. there's no queue. That is the e ESU units. The ESU units have the whoops whoops just like the ambulances do. That's a lot of fucking cops. Yeah. Where are they going? One police plaza. That's where they're at right there. That's where they're by. They're, because there's a, the Prudential building. Or what I call a Prudential building in New York City because it looks like the Prudential building. It's not really the Prudential building. So essentially the cops are protesting. Yeah, they were protesting. Fashion. Yeah, they were pissed. They were like, are you fucking kidding me? You're giving these kids fucking... These not even citizens, not even fucking citizens. No, here, here, here's here. They are walking out of court. You'd think they would be, uh, nope, doing the double bird. What? I don't you? speak English. That's how you feel about this country? Uh, 
You know what? They were in American jail. American jail to them is a fucking. It's like it's going to the Hilton the Park. It's like going to the fucking Hilton, folks. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I get three hots and a cot. In a foreign jail, sometimes they're lucky to get fed once a day, and, and they're never them. guaranteed any bedding. And there's no beds, no bullshit. And they're guaranteed to probably get their ass kicked six, seven times a fucking day in jail. In American jail, they're just taken in the ass. It's okay. You got to do what you got to do. You know. (sighs) In the Biden administration, apparently you do take it in the ass. That's... They prove it over and over again. In Congress. With like these immigrants, these illegals, no charges. Yeah. None. Anyway. And here, this is this is weird. The Biden admin sells the federal helium reserve, threatening US industry and national security. Uh, from Kyle Becker. The US is selling off the federal helium reserve, which is a large subterranean stockpile located in Amarillo, Texas. Wait a minute. The helium, helium is stock- also used. In moving, um, taking 234 to taking it to uranium 234 to 235 and enriching uranium 234 to 235, helium atoms are the basis for the push of it. And I guarantee our national stockpile is big enough. I wonder how close Iran is to building a fucking nuclear weapon. The helium stockpile, they already have one. The helium stockpile provides up to 30% of the nation's reserves of this rail element with critical purposes for the medical field, industrial manufacturing, and national security. The top bidder will own about 425 miles of pipeline spanning Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma, as well as around 1 billion cubic feet of the only element on Earth cold enough to make an MRI machine operate. It's true. NBC News reports that regulatory and logistical issues with the facility threaten a temporary shutdown as it passes from public to private ownership, and hospital supply chain experts worry the sale could have serious consequences for healthcare down the road, especially when it comes to MRIs. The sale of the government stockpile of this non-renewable element could exacerbate an existing supply shortage, medical industry expert Sumu Saha told NBC News. Indeed, helium is vital not only to the medical field for its use in MRIs, but it has critical use for cryogenics, semiconductors, superconductors, and rocket technology. The impact of selling the federal helium reserve from the National Academies of Science, Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, 2000, discusses the impact of selling the federal helium reserve. So, yeah, um, that's, that's what it's used for. Thus, the Biden administration, by selling off its federal helium stockpile, is undermining U.S. industrial manufacturing vital to national security in the medical field. As the political backdrop, the Biden action targets Texas, which is currently locked in a standoff with the federal government over border security. There's the reason. Yep, you got it. That's the reason right there. Yep. Because it comes out of Texas, and because it comes out of Texas to cut off his own nose, or he'll cut off his own nose despite his face. That's all you had to do. Yep. Okay. So, Mayor Adams. Sort of in order. It's a grab bag tonight, y'all. We're taking the clips as they come. Mayor Adams was ambushed about his, uh, about the, the, the criminals basically being released from jail without any bail. Mm-hmm. Mayor Adams, any response to the migrants being released? 
New York City Mayor Eric Adams did not stop to answer questions today about the attack, but told a local station, quote, those migrants who are here because they want to be part of the American dream, we say yes to that. But those who are breaking our laws, we need to reexamine the laws that don't allow us to deport them because they're doing violent acts. Now, two more suspects arrested last night are expected to be arraigned in criminal court today, as you mentioned. So far, at least two of the suspects arrested in this case have previous criminal cases open against them. Mayor Adams, any response? Previous cases against them. Two previous cases against them. Why would they stop? They've faced no consequences for their actions. Why would they stop? Just coming here was illegal for them. They don't care. It's already out. I know, but it's Oh, just tell the computer to stop. Oh, my Lord. It's okay. I had that one. Uh, that's real old. You can get rid of that one. Okay. That one's fucking stupid anyway. Okay. And that one doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is a good one. This is one I saw about the border this morning. I was like, what? 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 I don't know how many of you guys have seen this, but Real America's Voice, they're doing a pretty bang-up job down there on the border. Mm-hmm. This is breaking information from a contact in Border Patrol. Just sent me this. This is a document that was found in Hakumba, California. It's written in Chinese. And a couple things to note. It says where to go, three different locations. There's three different locations in Hakumba. They've got the addresses here. It tells them what to say. It tells them what to say to Border Patrol. If you go on the back, though, this is what really gets me. It actually has the organization that created this document right there. Al otro lado. It all goes back to the open borders left, training them, aiding and abetting. And we have more evidence of it right here, directly from Al otro lado and the American Bar Association. These guys are directly aiding and abetting. This is breaking information from a contact in Border Patrol. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Is that not what's going on? Uh, Is that not exactly what the fuck is going on? I mean, are they not being told exactly where to go and how to get there? And are they not being told exactly what they have to say to exactly who they have to say it to? Yeah. What else are they being told? Where to go? What to do? How long to wait? Yeah. Where to get their weapons? Where to pick up their uniforms? Mm-hmm. What's next? Be on this corner at this day and there'll be a crate there dropped off by the military. Like they did in Chicago in the 80s. That's that's kind of what I see coming. Mm-hmm. And you know who they're coming after? They're not coming after. They're coming after us, folks. Mm-hmm. This is going to be all about this, you know, as the lines become clearer and clearer now, as you keep watching, see who backs away from what's coming. One of the things I've noticed to me, the right is being very clear about who they are. If you've noticed, we're not MAGA, we're just Republicans. We're just done. No, no, no. The right is saying, no, no, no. The rhinos are saying, well, we're just Republicans. We're not MAGA. Mm. They're drawing a line. In the, okay. Well, then if you ain't us. You know what? The Democrats, then you're our enemy. The Democrats got so far that if you don't accept mutilating your children and 
letting them be a fucking cat, then you're not a Democrat. Okay. Well, if you don't believe in America first, supporting our military, law enforcement, law enforcement, um, shutting the border down, freedom, free, true freedom, true freedom. Then guess what? You're not a Republican. Fuck off. Agreed. So like this guy, one-eyed McCain. Oh, one-eyed Jim. Good old one-eyed McCain. The height of stupidity is having a strong opinion on something you know nothing about. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to, to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill. If we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration, and we sabotage that, that is, that is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do. People will make up whatever reasons they, they want to. There's a number of them, I'm sure. But it would be a, a pretty unacceptable dereliction of, of your duty. So the height of stupidity is... Whoa, 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 go back. Let that play again. Stand by. I'm going to tell you when to pause it. Just please let that play again. something you know nothing about. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to, to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill. If we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration... Stop play. And we sabotage that. That is... As inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do. Pause. Maybe what you told your voters. See, when I checked who I was voting for, I ensured that those people were supporting 0.0% illegal immigration. You are talking about, well, we're dropping it to it. Do we still have illegal immigrants coming across the border? Yes. Well, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is not zero. Are you still sending all of our tax money overseas? Yes, that's a problem. That's it's a tied pro- together. Sorry, not doing that. They're talking about the border bill. You know whose border they're building? Israel's. Ukraine's. Yeah, not ours. No, no. The money in the border bill here just is for processing more illegals coming in. It's to hire more border patrol agents to do more paperwork so that they can process more people a day into the country, not mm-hmm. keep them out. Exactly. It's not going into border defense. It's going into border processing. It's completely different. Hmm. But hey, it's all the Republicans' fault. It, it, I just wonder if she's ever going to line i just know what are the chances can anybody tell me what the chances are kareen john pierre stops lying at some point in her life when she's dead no for years because then she'll vote <laughs> they have refused to heed the president's request for action on much needed funding for border security for years they where 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 <sighs> much needed funding for border ever, security you have never said that you have never even talked about it. Shut. You told us the border was great. That the border was fine. It was secure. Don't worry about it. Well, hey, you it's know what? It's not going on. And if it is, it's okay. Joe called the uh, the families of the soldiers that died. Yeah, this is, this is. This is ridiculous. <sighs> President Biden calling Oneida and Sean Sanders, whose 24-year-old daughter Kennedy was killed in the attack. I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to 
Yes, sir, we understand. The parents overcome with emotion when the president reveals how their daughter will be honored. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow, that is the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to to me. Uh, My son studied here at Iraq, so I lost him. I, uh, you know, one percent, one percent of all these kids are the ones that uh, take care of ninety-nine percent of us. Um, how did Bo die? Brain cancer. In Iraq? No. How long after he left Iraq? Uh, it's like four years. Yeah. He was already out of the military. Yeah, the story keeps changing. Who knows? You know. Who knows? Because Joe's got dementia. Yeah. I mean, we know this. Frontal lobe, too. It's bad. It's not good stuff. Yeah. Because frontal lobe one and the rear, the difference is the frontal lobe is the transference of short-term memories to long-term memories, and the rear one is the long-term memories to short-term memories. So Joe can't remember what happened 24 hours ago. However, Joe can remember what happened in 1955 at two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon, November the 14th. He can tell you exactly what happened. However, what happened 55 minutes ago, he couldn't fucking, if you met him 10 seconds ago, he'd be like 10 second Tom. Hi, I'm Joe Biden. How do, how do we know this? Um, Joe has dementia. See, and here, getting back to the laptop, Kate, we have two messages from Hunter Biden in late 2018 showing that he knows his dad has dementia. He's, he admits it in 2018. So it's now four and a half years later because um, yeah. he said these things in late 2018. He probably has rapidly advancing Lewy body dementia. And you can see that in his gait. When Joe walks, his oh. arms don't move like a normal person's. He's um, And then when he's done speaking, which is a great mental task for him, he forgets where he's supposed to go once he's on the stage. See, and here, thank you. thank you. This is what I telling you, folks. This is so obvious. His gait is the way his arms swing. Yep. Have you ever watched him shuffle? Because he doesn't really walk. He shuffles. He's got his. He's always got his fists clenched up in balls. He's always like this, walking around. He's always concentrating so hard on what he's doing. And God forbid you ask him a question because boom, it's all gone. It's fucking gone. Whatever was in his mind, done. Hey, Joe. He goes complete retard. And next thing you know, then next thing you know, he's sniffing a girl's hair, walking off into the bushes, uh, cleaning up after Jill, uh, trying to follow Barack Obama around. He's lost. He's, he's like the Roomba got broke again, mom. That's it. it. It got like it hit like a shit pile from the dog and just spun around in the carpet 60 times and ran it right into the carpet. Tried to dig a hole in China with it. I'm dead serious. It's, it's so obvious. And that doctor gets it. And that's that frontal lobe versus the rear lobe, uh, rear part of your brain, depending on where you have it. And it's really weird because people that get it in their the middle of their brain real bad, they can go either way. It's sugar. By the way, sugar sugar in your brain causes dementia. 
So, well, there you go. But uh, it just a craziness to that's a doctor. He's like, look, yeah, he's got dementia. That was 2018. Now he's, you can see it. It's full onset. He's fucking lost in the sauce. We know that Jill's running this show. You're going to read it in a book 20 years from now. Trust me. Go ahead and read it in the book. Say, fuck, Mick told me about that. Yeah. Do you think Jill's running or do you think it's just every man for himself in the administration now? No, I think somebody's running the administration. The question is who? Because everybody wants, no, everybody wants, well, everybody wants to say Obama, but I I think it's uh, his, uh, Valerie Jarrett. No, the other one, the, uh, the old Clinton dude. Um, God, I can't fucking remember his name right now. It'll come back to me. It's the old Clinton dude that fucking, uh, was, uh, Obama's foreign, uh, Sullivan. Yeah. Jake Sullivan. You think Jake Sullivan is yep. running the country? Absolutely. Well, no wonder we're so fucked. I, I completely think it, and I think he's doing, I think he's the mouthpiece. I think he's just transferring information from Obama to, he's coming up with these ideas, playing them off as their own. He's getting it from Obama, and he's running it up the flagpole. To where? Because the flagpole stops. No, they're just taking it up to Biden. Biden signing whatever's put in front of him. Because like I said, he can't remember what happened yeah. five minutes ago. So when he says, no, 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 I'm not going to sign that, they take it away for five minutes. And they come right back and go, Joe, I need you to sign that. What's that? Oh, this is for the postal delivery, guys. So they can pick up packages at the White House. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he signs it and hands it back to him. Dead serious. Put money on it. I guarantee if anything is happening Close to what is like that. I I bet I just hit it on the head because nobody up there is running the show. There's no, and this is the problem. When this comes out, you know when this is going to come out. I, I'm even going to call this because Donald Trump's going to get reelected if we get that far. Let's just go down the what ifs tonight. If we wait, get that far, Donald Trump gets reelected, right? So we go to put Joe Biden in jail. Right. Because we spin up all these charges and say, wait a minute, motherfucker, you were you got money from China. You were selling us out to fucking Ukraine. You Iran. Were, you were child sex trafficking. You fucking gave money to Iran. You were trying to undo all this shit and you were taking in money on the side from our fucking enemies. You're a fucking traitor. We're going to bring him up on charges. You know what you're going to find out? He's got dementia. How long has he had dementia? I don't know. Six years. So his whole entire presidency, he had dementia. Yes. That's how we're going to find out about it. We'll see. Guarantee it. And guess what? Nobody's going to be able to try or charge anybody else with anything. And that's how this is all going to just disappear. Watch. Just throw it out there. Or when Mayorkas put out his threat that if you impeach me, you're not going to like what happens next. Which reminds me, wasn't that vote yesterday? Or wasn't it supposed to be yesterday? Mm, I don't know. But this, he, did he this get impeached guy. yet? I haven't heard anything, but I wasn't really listening today. Have leaders been trying to convince you otherwise? And is there anything that will change your mind? Or when you say solid no, you mean solid no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not changing my mind. I have met with uh, Chairman Green from the Homeland Security uh, Committee. I have met with uh, the staff. I have talked to outside constitutional experts. I've talked to former members of Congress about what this would mean for Congress. I, I believe I have done my due diligence, and and I am standing firm 
uh, at this point on, on this. If there's some new evidence, I'm happy to look at it, but I don't believe there will be. Where have leaders been trying to con- I, I, I gotta know okay, what so- the fuck Buck is talking about here because I don't know what evidence he needs to see that we haven't shown him. Does he need another 6 million immigrants coming across the border? Is that what you need? I I don't understand what evidence you need, you dumb motherfucker. What are you, retarded? Yes. Um, So this the initial vote was to see if they were going to go forward with the impeachment. That passed. The full House vote is the week of February 5th, next week. Okay. So they got to wait. I guess they had to get in a new pay cycle. True. Mm -hmm. All right. This is a. There you go. I don't know what this is. I I don't remember. Oh, I know. Hey, everybody. How you doing? It's Peggy D. I wanted to give you a quick update on some things. I just heard that um, Biden and Harris just hired this chick named Jasmine Harris. Interesting enough. And uh, it is their person for they're going after the black vote. Can you believe this shit? Didn't I say this, that February 1st, Black History Month, they were going to go into overdrive with the race baiting and the reparations crap and all the bullshit that they're going to try to do because uh, they have lost the black vote. Uh, President Trump has the black vote. And you know what? Once we leave the plantation, we're not coming back. They can try. They'll probably get some people to vote for them. What they're going to do is put these little sellout black people up front and we want reparations and, and Michelle Obama and all that kind of bullshit. I'm so tired of this shit. I really, really am. And it, it's horrible. It's horrible. But I'm going to keep myself under control. I'll try to keep myself under control. I'm blocking every motherfucker that come on and say some stupid shit. I'm telling everybody right now. But I want to let you know that, you know, the Republicans are part of this because they do not canvas the black community. They're in collusion with the Democrats. They allowed the Democrats to infiltrate the black community because they didn't do a goddamn thing to even care about the vote. But they because they they really, you know, left it to the Democrats. They're all in collusion together. Lee Zeldin was the Republican who should have been our governor of, of New York, but they cheated on him, of course. And he walked in the African-American Day Parade in Harlem. Lee is a wonderful guy. Lee, I wish you were our, our governor. You would clean all this stuff up. But you know what? They had to cheat because they had to put Hochul in to do all this, this illegal shit with all these illegals, because I know you would not ever let that happen. But nevertheless, we shall overcome. We will, everybody. So just get ready. It's going to happen. They're going to throw everything at us that they could possibly throw. And the system is going to crash. Everything is going to happen. So I, I, I just everybody just do your research and, and just stay vigilant and stay calm as possible. Keep the faith because this is about America first. It's about all of us coming together. God, I hope they have the second part of that. Mm-mm. She's she's fucking phenomenal. But yeah, she's not bullshit. She's right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did hire this lady. I looked it up. They sure did. And guess what she's known for? African-American culture and history. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think they're about to roll out? This is February, folks. Black History Month. I I just read this thing today. Uh, It was a a liberal, actually. 
It said um, today is uh, whatever, the first day of Black History Month. It was yesterday, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it said, um, yeah, today's guy is Barack Hussein Obama because he was the first black man elected president in the United States. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. He did more for gay people than he did black, black people. And I was like, wow, slap that one out of the park. He sure did. If you look at what Barack Obama did over his presidency, he did more for gay people than he did for black people. Well, he's gay, so, you know. Oh. I was laughing my ass off. I was like, holy shit, he's absolutely right. And he listed out. He brought the receipts. I was like, my God, this guy's right on with it. I was like, he's good point, sir. Touche. Touche. Michelle made him do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Big Mike. Big Mike's pitching in that relationship. Exactly. She, it ain't catching. It made him do oh. it. Oh, oh, Barack is standing on the death side. Oh, Barack. He's sitting there. He He's catching all of that. Let's, he, he's doing the we, whole. Can we not? He's doing the whole. Hey, Michelle. Oh, God. Michael and I. Anyway. <laughs> How many times has he done like that? Like a million. He's done that like a million times. Seriously. Michael a and I. Times. Michael I mean, and Michelle I. and I. Michelle, Mike, Mike, Mike. Anyway. Oh, you mean the dude you have for a husband? I mean, so um, Lloyd Austin appeared. came out and gave a press conference. Came out of hiding. Don't don't know if this is considered proof of life or not, because just not sure. <laughs> Tell me what you guys think. Is he alive? <laughs> Let's see. And frankly, my first instinct was to keep it private. I don't think it's news that. I'm a pretty private guy. I never like uh, burdening others with my problems. It's just not my way. I understand that. I'm that way. I don't do that. So I agree with him on that one. But is he alive? No. That's just, that's, you should have been there when he gave like speeches and shit. And he actually had something to say. And you had to sit there for two hours and listen to the guy. Trust me. Ugh. Here it was go. not worth it. Here's three and a half minutes of him. Oh, my God. The wider circle should have been notified, especially the president. I'll take your questions today, but as you know, we've got an ongoing internal review, as well as a DOD inspector general review that we fully support. So I may have to discuss some aspects later. Now, let me back up a bit. As you know, on 22nd of December, I had a minimally invasive procedure to cure me of my recently diagnosed prostate cancer. And then I hit some bad luck during what is usually a pretty easy recovery. On January 1st, I felt severe leg pain and, and pain in the abdomen and hip. And that evening, an ambulance took me to Walter Reed. The doctors found that I had several issues that needed treatment, including a bladder infection, and abdominal problems. On January 2nd, I was also experiencing fever and chills and shallow breathing. The medical staff decided to transfer me to the critical care unit for several days for closer monitoring and better uh, team care by my doctors. And the deputy secretary assumed the functions and duties of my office, which happens when necessary. Her senior staff 
my senior staff and the joint staff were notified of this through our regular email notification procedures. And I never directed anyone to keep my January hospitalization from the White House. On January 5th, I resumed my functions and duties as secretary from the hospital. Okay, hold on. So he had a, a minor procedure, right? Sounds like he had a, a colonoscopy to remove polyps. Okay. Probably. And then he had a pain in his leg and his abdomen. Yeah, that's possible. Blood clot, anyone? Could be. Hmm. Okay. And then fever and chills. Yeah, it's an infection. Yeah, bacterial infection, bladder infection. That's what he said. Yep. Hmm. How many jobs has he had? I don't know. He's probably up seven or eight. Okay. And then he said he never told anyone to keep it from the White House, which tells me he probably called Joe. Joe forgot. I'm just saying. I'm telling but you. But no one can come out and say that. Like, no, I personally notified the president and it slipped his mind. Come on now. Yeah. And we're, we're all talking about his dementia anyway. Exactly. I was functioning, functioning well mentally but not so well physically. And so I stayed at Walter Reed for additional time uh, for additional treatment, including physical therapy for some lingering issues with my leg. Now I'm offering all of this as an explanation and not an excuse. All right, I'm sorry. When I see fucking hysterical shit, I have to point it out. Carl Finn or Carl H F L N. I bet he stays away from the gerbils. <laughs> I bet he does. It's fucking hysterical. Oh. And I bet his buddy does not light a lighter next to the pipe that they stuck oh, the gerbil wow. down to see if the gerbil's still in there. I am very proud of what we've achieved at the department over the past three years. But we fell short on this one. As a rule, I don't talk about conversations with my boss. But I can tell you, I've apologized directly to President Biden. And I've told him that I'm. He had to say that publicly because Biden forgot that, too. Deeply sorry for not letting him know immediately that I received a heavy diagnosis and was getting treatment. And he has responded with the grace and warm heart that anyone who knows President Biden would expect. And I'm grateful for his full confidence in me. And finally. I also missed an opportunity to send a message on an important plain truth right on. Look at his face. The whole left side of his face is dripping down. What, let his mouth move. Watch his face. Watch his mouth move. Important public health issue. And I'd like to fix that right that now. Whole lip is hanging over, just dangling yeah. there. He's got that whole uh what's that? Uh Bubba Ben Gump. Ben 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 Jerry disease or whatever it is. The Ben and Jerry's. I was diagnosed with a highly treatable form of cancer, a pretty common one. One in eight American men will get prostate cancer. One in six black men will get it. And so I'm here with a clear message to other men, especially older men. Get screened. Get your regular checkups. Prostate cancer has a glass jaw. Ride that silver snake, baby. <laughs> Look, whatever, dude. Uh, oh, how many times have they called you since your heart attack to ride the silver snake? Oh, they want me to go do it like weekly. Seriously. I'm like, not doing every it. Every day they're like, come ride the silver snake. 
come on, come on. You know, you Look, want to sit on it. Everybody. We'll give you some good analyse. Nope, not doing it. Mm. Fuck him. Fuck him and his bullshit. Okay. Well, Go to on. the questions that they asked him. Yeah, because there's the a questions. couple of reporters that asked him really good questions like, hey, don't, wouldn't you expect that of one of your minions to step down if they did this to you? I don't know if we have that, but here you go. You went to the hospital on December 22nd. Was your staff aware that you'd gone to the hospital? And if so, why didn't they tell the White House? You went back to the hospital on January 1st, and an aide told the dispatcher, uh, when the ambulance arrives, no lights, no sirens. Did you direct the aide to say that? I asked uh, my assistant to call the ambulance. I did not direct him uh, to do anything further than just call the ambulance. Uh, and so what he said uh, and why he said it, I think that should come out in the in the review as well. What about December 22nd when you went to the hospital the first time? Was the staff aware? And if so, why didn't they tell the White House? When when I went to the hospital on December 22nd, uh, it was I went in for that procedure. Uh, my duties were transferred to the deputy. That was planned. And uh, and I decided to stay in the hospital overnight. Didn't have to decide to stay there overnight. Uh, because of the anesthesia that was involved. Uh, and then the next day, later in the afternoon, early evening, we transferred uh, authorities back. So okay, but Peter? Yeah, um, no, I never told the White House. We never sent that message over. Because it's every man for himself. He has been wearing glasses uh, right, uh, lately, all flash. He, he used to not wear them, but he, he has been. There was a great question. There, somebody asked him like a fucking a banger of a question. They were like, hey, um, if one of your subordinates did this to you, like went and got surgery and didn't call you, wouldn't you fire them and probably court-martial them? And uh, he, he, he didn't answer that one either. Mm. Okay. Oh, this is fucking hysterical. There I don't know if you, this has made the rounds. This is funny as shit. Made me laugh at least. Hello, this is Gavin. My name's Joe Biden. I'm here to ask you for your help. You know what? I would love to, but I just don't have the time. And you ain't black. Hello? Hello? The plan I have is for black America. I look forward to seeing you in person. Uh, why would you do that? You ain't black. Listen, you ain't um, black. What? Oh my god. You got more questions. What is the deal? Huh? Stop, stop. Don't you dare hang up that fucking phone, okay? What's the beer, Trump? What if I wanted to sweep you? ain't black. What? You motherfucker! Oh my god, you son of a bitch! I want a larger share of the black vote than anybody else. Fuck has. you, man! Fuck you! Well, I hope you, you... ain't black. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was a good one. I thought that was funny. He is going after the black vote. <laughs> you ain't black. <laughs> He would do some shit like that too. He would call and be like, "You a black." 
I forgot that you're not black. Uh, that, that's outstanding, too. Uh, Lawrence Jones, I don't know if he, they send him everywhere. Uh, that guy goes, well, he's got more frequent flyer miles than anybody else. Because he's black. Well, he's the young guy on the Fox morning show. But I don't he's think black. he was expect, expecting this from this lady. And I saw your outrage. Why are you outraged? Because this place was, like you said, it's free. It was a place for our children. Our children, I, I have four children, and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know? And we really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong, it's great that they wanna help the immigrants, but what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends. They're getting what else? I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Like, you know, I know life is a struggle in itself, but this is not the answer to help them. Now it's going to destroy our community more and mess our children up more. Like, this is sad. I know a lot of people don't even know about this. I came here last night with my aunt, saw a lot of stadies, a lot of police, and this paper wasn't there yet. They just did this probably two, three in the morning when they brung them here. When everybody's sleep, that's when they brung them here probably. On buses, I saw um, New York plates. I saw Washington DC plates. So they have that much money to come from Washington DC to do this, to do that. Why are they not helping the people here first? Yes, ma'am, let's talk we to- We need help. Let's talk to one of the counselors. Yes. Aaron, Ms. Murphy, thanks so much for joining us. You. When you hear the passion that's, right here from- That's what I hear in my office all the time. And it is a balance. Like, like I was telling you earlier, the state owns this building, so the governor has to make a decision on where to put the overflow migrants. But at the same time, the community needs to make sure that their services, that we keep their services in place. Why would they declare Boston as a sanctuary city? I mean, I think a lot of cities across this country are, once they declare themselves a sanctuary city, I'm not sure if they knew the amount of support we were going to need to give. Was that, a, I know you're a Democrat, but do you think declaring cities as sanctuaries was a mistake in retrospect? Looking back, if our communities end up losing the services they need to live full lives, I think we may be questioning that. We do have to find a balance to make sure that those migrant families have a safe place to go. But at the same time, my concern, I'm an elected official here. I represent the whole city and I'm the chair of public health in the last two years in homelessness. And I've centered my advocacy and policy on making sure that every resident has the resources they need. And I'm hearing that seniors and kids like Effie was just telling us, that her, her own family, right, might be disrupted. So I'm making sure that the city is stepping up and connecting with all the departments so that these displaced, you know, residents who use this every day. Let's bring Keisha back in here. Keisha, um, you hear, hear that from your counselor. What do you want done right now? Um, you know, like she said, we want to help them. But at the same time, what about us that need help here? What about, you know, I'm, I'm a mother and I have four children. You know, they need help. They need somewhere to go. They need something to do. What type of activities used to be in this building? Skating ring, exercising, you know, like a place where you can just go chill and stay out of trouble. 
now we have to find other places. What's going to be the consequence of this being changed and just to migrants? Where are those kids going to go right now? Probably to the streets, to the streets where most of them are already at. You know, you know, like when we look for help, it seems like the state and the governor and them people, they push us away. They want to turn our children to animals. They want our children to be bad and F up. Yeah. We want better for our community, but this right here is going to be a shit show and it's going to be crazy. Thank you so this much, This is going to be crazy. And I'm sorry about that, guys, but th that's just the passion out here. People are upset because they don't feel like the people that are in power are representing them. Yes. Uh, we'll have a reaction here all morning. I'll send it. And I, I want to lose. It's a shit show. I, I want my head to not explode right now. I was trying not to stop the video and not lose my shit. But that lady in the fucking green jacket, you were the fucking problem. Listen, listen, when I when I tell you that you're the problem, I'm not telling you that you're the problem because what you're doing or what you're saying, you are the problem because you believe in something that was never fixed in the first place. You act like the system was OK before. Look, lady, the homelessness thing in America has been going on for fucking years, you dumb twat. Mm -hmm. It didn't just start because all these immigrants got here. It's been going on for years and you people have been hiding it and covering it up and shuffling them around and moving them around. So they don't dirty up the suits part of town. Who gives a fuck about everybody else? I get it. I get it. That was then. And those are just Americans. Now we've got illegal immigrants. We can't let anybody see this because this is bad publicity. Oh, it's bad publicity. All right. Oh. And fucking people are talking about it. And let me tell you something. Nobody's forgetting this shit. Exactly, Sven. Sven said, uh, like, they can't find an industrial building. Do you know how many office buildings are just empty because people are working from home still? Because they didn't go back to work after the pandemic? They didn't go back to work in the office. You know how many office buildings in New York City are empty because office, you know, people don't want to buy them? Yeah. They don't want to have anything to do with them. But they're privately owned, so the state can't use them this recreation facility for children on the other hand that's owned by the state so they can do whatever the fuck they want with it this is the crazy shit folks yep. this is the crazy fucking world we live in like in chicago in chicago where there's more murders than what anywhere else in the country all the time and they're overrun but this this is their concern in chicago this is what they did in chicago a motion, even though there is no tie. Uh, so I will exercise my vote on my right, I vote aye. Yeah! They passed a motion to call for a ceasefire, a ceasefire in Gaza. Pro Hamas. Because that's going to make such a difference that the Chicago mayor called for a ceasefire in Gaza. Yeah. <laughs> the city of Chicago demands you, Israel, to stand down. <laughs> or they're going to round up all their gangbangers and send them to you. Stand down. How dare you? <laughs> Do you realize? 
realize how stupid that sounds. Like I saw this thing today. It was IDF special forces soldiers, right? And they were sitting on a bunk bed in Gaza, operating in Gaza, killing bad guys right now in Gaza, right? And uh, they took off their helmets and they took off their face masks. If only the Gaza guys knew they were getting whacked by some of the hottest fucking chicks on the fucking face of the earth. I swear to God, all four of these chicks were fucking tense and they're sitting there holding guns, which made it even better. But then to think that they're fucking smoking Muslims and, you know, drinking blood out of their dead boots, fucking even better. Epic. Just saying. I don't think they're drinking blood because, well, if they are, they're not real Jews. God said not to drink the blood. Just saying. No, and they're not real Vikings. All right. Well, they're not. They're Jews. They're Jews. Anyway. I, I get it. They're Jews. Yeah. Uh, FBI Director Chris Ray got called in front of Congress again. And, and let's actually talk on uh, two sides of this. Texas, uh, again, this weekend, I tell you to watch out. Um, again, I've heard apparently the FBI went apeshit again. Some terror warning going out down in Texas. So everybody down in Texas, watch your ass. Um, they're talking about some crazy shit going on. If, if it don't look good, don't go. That's why we didn't go. It's a trap. But this is actually... I don't have that one yet. Cyber I didn't bring security, that one back. I think. Hold on. By what we're up against, the PRC has a bigger hacking program than that of every major nation combined. In fact, in fact... If you took every single one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts and focused them exclusively on the China threat, China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to 1. So do you have any doubt, Congressman, this, this is China preparing for the next big conflict? No, we know it is, uh, John. It's, it's the difference here is that this has crossed the line from collecting on us and using cyber to get inside of our systems to putting malware in that can take out our systems. So we have to start thinking about this differently. Uh, there is no difference in sending a missile into a dam or a water treatment facility than it is shutting it down uh, through uh, cyber means. It's an attack, it's an act of war. We gotta begin thinking about it that way. And then secondarily, we can't play perfect defense, as the director said. They are overwhelming mm. us uh, with their offensive cyber. How do we flick the lights in Beijing and let them know that if they pull this trigger, this will be mutually assured destruction on both ends? And finally, we have to unleash our private sector. That's where the vast majority of our expertise is. We're yeah. thinking about this as government versus private. They're unleashing everything they've got at us. Uh, so we've got to take this incredibly seriously because this is this will be the first strike, uh, both in cyber and in space, if China decides to go. The big um, yes. Um, so, you know, Sarah, yes. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll we're, get to that. We're, we'll get to that. Um, but when it comes to this cyber thing, think about what Ray said. 50 to one for yep. every one expert we have, they have 50. Um, why we haven't. One thing I, I don't understand, right? Cause look, I, I'm not a, a tech guy. I, I don't do computers. I really don't like them. I fucking hate them. I'd prefer shooting all of them. Um, I'm, I'm more a bang the bullets guy. Hey, there are guys that can kill you with a computer. 
Why have we not recruited the good hackers that are here in the U.S.? Made like a little super squad. It said, because the guys here in the U.S. can probably do more damage than most of the people outside the U.S. And they can do it with fewer keystrokes and make it really simple. And let's just let them do their thing overseas. Hey, as long as you don't do it here, I don't give a fuck. Go turn off the lights in Beijing. Do it. I dare you. Oh, that's simple. Click, 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 dong. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Why not? We have, there are so many kids out there with the talent, the talent pool in America alone when it comes to computers and what the way kids minds wrap around a computer and how they can make a computer do what a computer does is crazy. Let's employ them. Let's give them a job. You want to call it our super secret spies of hackers and black hats, white hats, whatever, go for it. Do it. Just don't do it here. Do it outside the U.S. and go after all these guys that keep calling us from Ghana and, and telling us that we want 100 million pesos and all we got to do is send $50,000 to uh, in, a, in a gift card. Go after them, too. A matter of fact, I want you to call them every night they're sitting down for dinner. On the dot. That's their punishment. Because that's what happened to me for like 30 years. Every night we're sitting down to dinner. Oh, phone rings. Some telemarketer trying to sell me more car insurance for a car I don't even have anymore. Yeah. Well, here, this is, um, uh, since we're talking of cybersecurity, this is new. Yemen's Houthis have threatened to cut the Red Sea underground fiber optic cable if the U.S. and U.K. launch another attack on Yemeni airports. This is a huge threat, as this cable is the lifeblood of communication pathways connecting Europe, Africa and the Middle East. The severance of these cables poses a serious threat to geopolitical stability, global financial markets and cybersecurity. More than 99% of the world's international internet traffic and more than 80% of international telephone communication traffic passes through submarine fiber optic cables. Yemen's Houthis have threatened to... You wanted to know how they're going to shut down the internet? <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, they're not. Baby, can you believe that? I'm sorry. Right now, there's a grand total of four countries that can dive to the depth, that can have a human dive to the depth of where that cable's at. Right now, there's only four countries in the world that can do that. Do you know what those four countries are? The U.S., Israel... Russia and China. So are you ready for this one? The only country that has ever attempted that depth by a person is the U.S. Correct. And guess what? Yemen is not on that list. Last time I checked, they're not very good at diving. They're not skilled in this, the craft at all. Well, I mean, unless they're going to send a suicide diver down there, last ditch effort. Hey, dude, go for it. See if you can cut that bitch. They're going to have to. They're going to have to send a lot of people down there. There's going to be a lot of bodies down there. Who blew up uh, Nord Stream? <laughs> One more time. There's four countries that can dive to that depth. I know. Just saying. Four Maybe countries. the same country that uh, blew up Nord Stream is going to cut the internet. And they're going to try it. And they're going to blame it. Blame on it Yemen. on the Houthis, but. 
Do you see how do you all see how ridiculous that sounds? Like I said, four countries, four countries currently can dive to that depth. They want World War Three. They don't care. Good. Bring it. In other news, before we do our tribute, Taylor Swift is not a psyop. This is from the Benny show, by the way. Good morning. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift is not a psyop. Taylor 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 Swift is totally a psyop. Anyway. I'm just letting you know. I just didn't know if you knew. You want to get high? I do. All right. Well, let's do it. Oh, well, we don't have a trap red pill because. Nope. All right, fuckers. Well, <laughs> I saw Ben Benny show last night. Oh, my God. She's such a psyop. <laughs> yes, I know. So, you know what time it is. If you can do it, if it's legal for you. Or if not, we don't care. Just don't yeah. tell anyone. Yeah, you know, just be quiet about it. Yep. You know, don't rat yourself out for the J-Man. Mm -hmm. Tops down, bottoms up. This is clogged, I think. Yep. Your sucking skills are probably better. <laughs> probably. You got better DSLs than I do. I don't know what you're Told you. She could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> You gotta do that welding thing. You always get the munchies when you come over here? Me too. That's why Mix and now I have to start making dessert since we started eating dinner before the show. Which is good because it usually takes me an hour and a half to two hours to cook dinner. And when we start at 8 30, that's rough. So, uh, but then we have the munchies after the show. So. <laughs> The fucking witch magic. I sneezed for at least 45 seconds after Podine last comment. Fuck Taylor Swift sack. <laughs> so I made peanut butter chocolate chocolate caramel bars. Oh, yes. Yes, the dubs. Extra crunchy peanut butter chocolate salted caramel bars. It did sound like you were slurping a dick. I was just saying. I was thinking that too. I was wondering, what is that sound? Hmm. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, you haven't made that sound in a long time, babe. Nah. I'm not trying to waste it or anything. <laughs> what? 
No, you had that super packed. Yep. <coughs> it's good and good and tight. Good and tight. <sighs> Enjoy that. Anyway. All right, moving on to the shit in the world. All the crazy shit. Back to the bullshit. Yep. What do we got next? Let's hear. And more. Your government confirmed that your corrupt government is corrupt. Oh, what do you know? To the court. So, Stephen Miller... We sued DHS's censorship arm, CISA, and unearthed shocking new documents showing that the deep state knew the risks of mass mail voting while simultaneously censoring criticism of mass mail voting. Huh. Started, uh, writing down the ballot numbers and the last names of the person of the ballot uh, the, that had the name on the ballot, they were all in sequence. These are absentee ballots, mail-in mail -in ballots. They cannot be in sequence. 2232 cannot have 2233 next to it because if they're mailed in, they come in all different numbers. And when when I started noticing that these numbers are almost next to each other, like one or the other was in the middle, but then they were almost next to each other, my, my antennas went up. That's exactly when I thought something is not right here. Then I asked the supervisor, there was not even a date on those uh, envelopes. It said November 0-2020. There was no second number there. Then I said, what is the date on this one? Then they got really mad at me. They said, you're not letting us do our job. You're disturbing us. And at that point, because we really don't want to be kicked out, you know, so we were just kind of not challenging anything because we want to still stay in the room because we barely had anybody. Um, not only that, the sequence ballot numbers were all from the same area, like the Goddard Street in the downtown Detroit. Goddard Street, sequential ballots, signatures were all alike. They had no date stamp. It said like it was empty after zero. There was no third or second or first or nothing. And uh, they were none of them were coming up in the system. They were all being entered manually. They even knew that none of these details would even be in the poll book or in the system. Yep. Because the, they cheated. The rules are count them all. Yep. You just count them. That's it. You just count them. Um, all right. Let's see. Migrants tucked away in Atlanta, in an Atlanta airport. What do you know? Hartsville, Jackson. This is another one. This is a uh, Georgia state senator. And a colleague of his went up and did this. That's what he said.
Yeah, so these are just uh, do recently documented travelers getting released from ICE, getting to where they need to be. Yeah. So your airport company of volunteers. Yeah. Team Liberty. Yeah. Okay. Is that a uh, is that a non government organization? What is that? Yeah. So you receive. How'd you get the job? I'm a volunteer. I mean, I just, there's people that they get dropped off here from ICE detention with no help, so we just, you know. All right. yeah. Sounds good, man. Care if we, uh, yeah, care if I come in? Just take a little closer look. I mean, you can stand right there. I'm, I'm, I don't know you that very, I don't know you very well either, so. Yeah, just let me. Get a video. Uh, actually, you cannot get a video. No, no. You cannot get a video. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. No. You're done. Okay. No, the senator for Northwest Georgia cannot get a video. They kicked him out. He's done. Really? Really? That's where we're at. Um. Hey. Um. Door to Eden. Yes, um, I have already read that book. Uh, that book is pretty fucking scary. Um, if you've never read it, oh, if you've never read the book Kill Chain, uh, I recommend you read it. Um, it is very detailed when it comes to computers and what they can do with computers. It is. It's scary, especially um, with some of the shit that I just heard about too. Um, I, I played it for you earlier. Hmm. Um, I don't think I sent it to you, but it was the one about uh, uh, the German scientist that came over here as part of Operation Paperclip. Yep. Um, what's his name? Um, Van um, Werner von Braun. Von, ba von Braun. Yep. His assistant. We've heard that before, though. His yeah. deathbed confession. Yep. Yeah. His deathbed confession mm -hmm. was uh, to worry about the aliens, but it's all a lie. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, yeah, which aliens? The the ones at the southern border or the ones in space? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. Which aliens was he referring to? So all you have to do, this is from Salty Goat, all you have to do is look at who is pushing for the border bill and who is saying no. So let's take a look at for who is pushing for it. Hmm? Romney, piece of shit. Graham, or Monger. Crenshaw. I don't claim him. 
I, I don't, don't. I don't know enough about Kramer to assess him, so feel free to give opinions. Enough said. I would imagine they're more worried about their stocks in the defense industry declining if no more aid goes to Ukraine than they are about the border. If I had to guess. Look, here's some Romney for you. This piece of shit. Want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh, Biden for it is uh, is really appalling. Senator, is this deal dead effectively? Uh, I hope so. This is the most leverage I've seen Republicans have in terms of getting legal changes to a broken immigration system. Congress doesn't have to do anything to secure our southern border. I don't believe in reserving a crisis for a more opportune time politically because that time may not come. Why would I help Joe Biden improve his dismal 33 percent when he can fix the border, secure it on his own? I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to, to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill. That's that's what we all ran on doing. I'll tell you, there's only one way we're going to solve it, and that is to throw Joe Biden out of office. To those who think that if President Trump wins, which I hope he does, that we can get a better deal. You won't. You won't. Uh, oh, Lindsey Graham. Okay, Lady G. Uh, guys, listen, uh, when you look at this shit, look at, look at it honestly. I mean, holy fucking shit. Really? We're okay with letting more people in. in this country. As long as we send money to Ukraine and Israel. Absolutely. Come on in. We got to send our tax dollars over there, but you can come. Let's go. Come on. Serve that border. I, I, I just, man, I, I just, I, folks, I, I, I can't wait to watch some of these cucks the next time an election rolls around for him. I, I hope they're to, just going to cheat. I hope to fucking God. I can't wait to watch. If we get to the elections, we'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. So this is now James O'Keefe came out with the second part late, late last night. Okay. So it did not come out on time. Liana played it this morning. It's funny as fuck. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Let's go. I guess my question is, what are you doing? on a meeting with James O'Keefe. What type of cybersecurity operation are you guys running over there? We're running a good cybersecurity operation. Well, obviously not. We're here in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, with an individual who works at the White House Office of Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity office. He's covering his face, everyone. He's covering his face. Hi, I'm James O'Keefe. It's Jim O'Keefe in disguise. It's James O'Keefe, the journalist. You can buy these cameras at omgundercover.com. We got cameras and watches. We got cameras and glasses. We got cameras and keys. We got cameras and cups. We have a camera here. We have a camera here. We have a camera on you right now. Disguised, not disguised. Disguised, not disguised. Support our work. Buy our cameras. Omgundercover.com. He laughed. <laughs> One question I have for you is, um, have you ever heard of James O'Keefe? Videoing. Have you ever heard of James O'Keefe? Uh, is that a painter? James O'Keefe? No. He investigated the board? No. So you work in cybersecurity for the White House. I focus on like cybersecurity and cyber, technically cyber intelligence. I mean, but no, I'm not a spy. My question is, what are you doing on a meeting 
with James O'Keefe. So I'm an undercover investigative reporter. Okay. My name is James O'Keefe. Yeah. I'm doing an investigation. But you didn't you. ever declare your like that you were with who you were with. Why are you doing an investigation? You, you don't work, know who I am. Because you work for the White House. Yeah. So. In the office of cybersecurity. Yeah. And how do you think it looks to the American people that working in the office of cybersecurity, you're sitting across the table with James O'Keefe, okay. founder of Project Veritas. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. We do undercover investigations into people. Okay. What does it look like to the American people that the cybersecurity specialist at the White House is is sitting across from the founder of Project Veritas. What type of cybersecurity operation are you guys running over there? We're running a good cybersecurity operation. Well, obviously not, because <laughs> you're meeting with me. Did you not do your research? I mean, I didn't have your last name. I just had James, and I, that was your name. I literally posted my photo on Tinder. How did you not recognize this? I mean, you work in security. You're responsible for protecting the networks of the security infrastructure, as you said. So when you say sec security, like you're protecting- The networks of the federal agencies. You, you give all your information to them. That, that through commerce or-, or Everyone, yeah. So you're commerce. protecting the networks. Yes. And you're literally meeting with the guy who literally is undercover. What is this clown show you guys running over at the White House? It's not a clown show. We're doing really great work on behalf of the American people. If this is the cybersecurity that you guys are running, how can the American people trust that you're going to keep their information secure? The, the president is dedicated to keeping the American public's data and information secure. Like we have the executive order 14028. We're working with federal agencies across the government to implement all of these security protocols, which have, have never been done before. Like This is a great step forward in cybersecurity. But you work in cybersecurity yeah. and you're But I don't know who you are. Like, that's fine. Yeah. You have Project Veritas. Is, I've heard of it, yes. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. That you're out there talking about Biden, talking about the White House. I mean, Just all of this is my personal opinion. I don't know anything for real. Like, I'm not a political appointee. Well, are, do you, in fact, work for cybersecurity? Yes. Do you, in fact, work with the White House? Yes. Okay, so that's real. So it doesn't look good. I mean, what do you think Joe Biden and his staff are going to say? What do you think they're going to think when they hear that someone such as yourself, and you said that you are not a very low-level person, so you're, you're pretty high up in the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a career employee, but I'm not a political appointee. I'm not a manager. I understand. I'm not a senior level. What do you think people are going to say there when they find out that you're out there blabbing in a restaurant about the president, Kamala Harris. Uh, yeah. um, but he's definitely slowing down. These are my personal opinions. I am entitled to my own personal opinions. You absolutely are. You 100% are. And that's all I was sharing with you. I've had a meeting with Michelle Obama. They say it privately? I'm just, I'm just telling you what I've heard. And the American people will hear those opinions. Why did the American people hear what I'm thinking? Because the American people have a right to know what happens in their government. They do. I agree with you. Yes. They have a right to know, as you said, what happens in their government. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I've heard. Like, why they won't remove Kamala Harris. Right. Probably. It's the same thing with Kamala not? Harris. She's not popular, but you can't remove 
first black lady to be vice president from the goddamn presidential ticket? Like, what kind of message are you going to send to, like, all the African-American voters? I don't know that. I'm making, I, I guess, I'm guessing. I have no idea. I don't have any official word. I, this is water cooler rumor mill chat. Like every, and then how could that get Okay. Thanks, Richard. We're here in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, with an individual who works at the White House Office of Cybersecurity, and he's running away from me because he's been caught on a hidden camera here. How can they trust the Biden administration with security? This is a clown show. Cybersecurity office. He's covering his face, everyone. He's covering his face. The question for the American people want to know is, how can we trust the Biden administration and the federal government, for that matter, with securing networks, which is your job, when you're literally in a meeting with James O'Keefe? You're not a dumb guy. You, you go to the Kennedy School. You went to Georgetown. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Kennedy School at all? Harvard? What about it? Yes, I'm in the executive education program there. I essentially started at Georgetown. And I applied to state. I went to Georgetown for my master's. You're not a very low-level employee. What are you doing? What are you doing here today? Are you texting Biden for your boss? As he was happy, happy to discuss all of his opinions, all of these facts regarding his job, regarding the election, regarding Joe Biden, but rendered mute here in the nation's capital, not willing to say another word after being told that he was on a meeting with James O'Keefe talking about protecting the nation's network security, talking about Kamala Harris, talking about Joe Biden's cognitive abilities. And now he's furiously texting somebody, not sure who he's texting. All right, well, good luck to you, sir. We'll be publishing your video online. And um, I hope our government is more competent than what I've seen here today. Unbelievable. Can't make this shit up. You know, the undercover journalism that you come to love at O'Keefe Media Group, exposing things the public needs to know, is not only risky, very controversial, it's also really expensive. You have to make payroll hire. And there's James O'Keefe, now sponsored by the well-known company that's <coughs> apparently owned by General Flynn. Yeah. And run by Pete Santilli mm. and the whole Clay Clark crowd. Wow. Wrap that one up in a bow, didn't you? Yep, I sure did. Damn. Fuck. Told y'all. Stay Bye, away from James. those. Damn, gotta have to get away from James O'Keefe. He must have went and saw Jesus. <sighs> Remember, they didn't like us because we didn't we believe in God. We just didn't believe in God the way they believe in God. Yeah. That's why they didn't like us. They really didn't like us. Plus, we cuss too much for them. And we smoke weed.
They really don't like that. Fuck them. You know why? You know why they really don't like that? Because. We saw it through their bullshit, too. Weed decalcifies your pineal gland and they're not able to control you. Well, they could never control me anyway. Well, no one can control you. I sometimes very, very. Seldomly. Very seldomly. Have a smidgen of an ability have a to control him, but it doesn't happen often. It's a modicum All right. of control. Let's see what the computer is going to give us next. What's next? I have no idea. Me neither. Let's see. Um, we have no I idea which post this. Probably this one. Ooh. Mm. No, you know what? No, hey, do me a favor. There's actually we're some shit I'd like for, to get to. We're going to save this for that we um, hadn't Sunday. got to yet. Yeah. Uh, what was? Hmm. Go to the uh, middle one there. I think that's where you put it. Go to. Oh, no. Yeah, let's it. start there. Okay. Let's start there. That'll be good. That works for me. It'll be funny anyway. This is a three minute clip, not the 90s. That's what I was looking for. Though, I knew I had sent you one that was three okay. minutes. And I was like, wait Maybe a minute. we'll watch the longer one on Sunday, too. This is not really Depending happening, on what it is. but it was. So, Have you ever had an interdimensional experience? <laughs> you want to meet the devil? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm in another dimension right now. What the hell? Oh, yeah. I feel like, I, I, you not feel this? It's going on. I mean, what the hell is going on here? It's not just marijuana. Doing acid and ketamine. <laughs> like hardcore psychedelics. Ha ha ha! Oh my god. What the We're fuck? It's the end die. of the world. We're all gonna die. You are dead. You're dead. There is no getting around it. That's just death. Jesus Christ. This is just death. Death. This is death. 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 Oh my god, I'm like dead. How did we get here? I don't know what's going on. Whoa. What, what's real? Think about that. We need to fucking tighten up our belt. Feel the air. What's the real frequency? The only way out of this is to do Coke. Anybody do Coke? 
We're gonna be okay. Let's just talk. I beat up a kid. You're not supposed to fuck them, man. There you go. It's all yours, Joe. This is the uh, Petra 300 Wind Mag. I don't like it. It's just a gun. It's a shitty gun. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, it was great editing. They wow. really took on some time there to fucking edit all that shit together like that. That was funnier than fuck. But wow. I, I was like, because I started watching the interview. The interview was funny. But yeah, Alex Jones did smoke weed on the during the podcast with him. I was like, what? holy shit. What is really real? Wow, that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, Joe smokes weed on his show all the time. No, I know, but I've never seen Alex. What's up? The chicken just gone crazy. Okay. Put the blanket over her. Okay. Put the blanket over her, Cage. She'll shut down. I actually tried to take her out today and like brought her outside to see if she wanted to go out. And as soon as we got outside, she was like, nope. And she freaked out and she flew out of my arms and she went back up the steps to Liam's door and she sat there and she's like, I want to go back inside. I was like, okay, you're not ready to go out yet. She walked around the room for a minute and then she went back in her cage and that was it. She was good. So. No, I'm pretty sure she's not ready yet. She's not ready yet. No. So anyway, I don't know what she's freaking out about. It's already dark out and he probably still has the light on. Yeah. She's like, I'm trying to go to sleep, motherfucker. Probably. Do something about it. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Oh, but what is really real? Is this real? Wait, hold on. Well, back to that clip. Sorry, before we were interrupted, I was watching the original interview, the hour, and it's two parts. There's it was a three hour long show. Um, but I was watching the first part of that first one. And it was, they're just bullshitting about all the same shit. But when I saw Alex take the, the joint from, I was like, all right, all right. Well, that's cool. I didn't expect that one. Really? That was new. But then they kept bullshitting. And it, it, was, it was a pretty good interview. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't something I recommend you go, if you want to burn three hours of your day, sure. If you're driving cross country, sure. Listen to it. It's worth a listen. Outside of that, do you need to have to drop everything and go listen to Joe Rogan and Alex shoot the shit? No, no, it's not that big of a deal. That's why I was like, yeah, when that guy posted that shit, I was like, holy shit, that's the whole argument. The whole interview broke down into three minutes. I was like, all right, that's cool. Let's do it. Alex has always smoked with Joe. I don't know why you're surprised by that, but okay. I've never, I've never seen it happen. All right. Well, anyway, but is this real? It's a question. James O'Keefe just released a bombshell claiming that 60% of the ActBlue donations they investigated are coming from China. This means the Chinese Communist Party is literally funding the Democrat Party and influencing American elections. Where's the arrest? Where's the congressional hearings? I believe, and I might be mistaken, but I believe that's one of his... James O'Keefe. That's real. China. I believe that's one of his producers. Okay. So, is this real? Is it real? Is what the information that he's talking about real? Well, let's ask 
can I change the question a little bit? Can I re restructure your question? Mm -hmm. Um, would I be surprised that China is funding Act Blue, which Act Blue is trying to fund the Democratic national ticket? Do I believe that? Yes. Does it surprise me? No. Is there a good possibility that everything I just said is absolutely factually evident? Probably. Do I have the facts? No. Can I prove it? No. But do I think it's actually happening? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why is fucking what's her nuts? Nikki Haley still carrying on in South Carolina. <gasps> We're on South Carolina on the steps of the South Carolina Senate the other day. Her former vice, whatever, when she was governor, had to go into Congress to get the South Carolina Congress together to tell her to stop spending money on Obama's welfare program. We'll get to that if we get to that. Um, cause there's still so much to get to, but this is our, what the fuck folder. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Here's, here's a, another, what the fuck. I love the green lighting right off the bat. I just recorded this in between commercials. Watch. Okay. Of course this has to be on the stupid TV that I have terrible picture, but look what they throw in here in between commercials. And it's like a split second. I can't even stop the TV at the specific spot. It, it happens that quick. So I have to record it. So let's see what this is. I'm going to have to check it out after I record, but I'm like, what? I happen to catch it just as it popped on the screen. So watch. I don't have sound up because it doesn't matter. Watch right now. It's coming. The alien invasion. Are they showing us something or did they just screw up? Here it comes. What the hell was that? And then it just goes away. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to check what that was. Um, just want to show you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? <laughs> Here's a still shot. Yeah, that's our capital. I don't know, but I found this. It's from an online game. Bingo Blitz on Facebook. Yeah. Who had Alien Vision on their bingo card? I did. Let's go. Is that just bleed over from something else? Someone though? was playing Facebook on the computer when they yeah, been, when, yeah. they, when they were running. Um, yeah, they were flipping from screen to screen. Yeah. I mean, because everybody knows you use OBS on that shit. So yeah. when they're, they're sw switching from screen to screen, they just happen to flip into a screen that oh shit bingo blitz is up mm -hmm. okay here's a good one actually kurt russell the real kurt russell not the lookalike oh okay Maybe. yeah i don't understand the concepts of conversation of the gun culture we, we we've lived with guns since what the seventh century or something well, i don't know we all know that right now guns is a Trope. It's a, uh, I mean, it's not a trope, it's a, it's a totem, it's a metaphor that um, disenfranchised white guys need. It makes them feel good because they're being. You scrum. can say what you want. I don't agree with that. So it's not my thing. But it's so, statistically. You know. Well, I, you can look. If you think that, if you think gun control or something like that is going to change a terrorist point of view, I think you're like out of your mind. I think no. you're like, I think anybody is. I think, I think it's absolutely insane. The problem, the problem, the problem we're having right now is, is that we don't have the concepts of how to um, 
turn it around and say, you know, I, you, you may think you've got me worried about what you're going to do, dude, you're about to find out what I'm going to do. And that's going to worry you a lot more. And that's what we need. That will change the concept of gun culture, as you call it, to something of reality, which is uh, if I'm a hockey team and I got a guy bearing down on me as a goaltender, I'm not concerned about what he's going to do. I'm going to make him concerned about what I'm going to do. I get that. To stop him. That's when things change. Obama's so, you know, point was that the guys who are on the no-fly list, no-fly list because of terrorist mm-hmm. connections, can get a gun pretty easily. They can also make a bomb pretty easily. Yeah. So what? They can also get knives and stab you. What are you going to do about that? They can get cars and run you over with them. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? They didn't kill the people in San Bernardino. Oh, but they've killed others that way. Haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Outlaw everything? That isn't the answer. Just put some controls. Put some controls. What? So the people people who want to defend themselves can't? No, not so you can't. Just so the idiots can't get a hold of them. Do you really believe they're not going to? Are you are you serious about that? Yeah, are you seriously? Higher. What good will that? Oh my God! You and I just disagree. Okay. You and I just disagree. I I I I I understand that you think that you can control the behavior of people that are dead set on taking um, your way of life away from you. I think you think you can control that. No. And there's uh, only one thing you can do with that, and yeah. say, no, dude, that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Speak Good talking with you. <laughs> Good luck with you. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if you guys were laughing at that, but that was classic. <laughs> that was uh, Kurt Russell, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I, I think Kurt Russell gets a thunder kicks. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Of course, uh, the missus had to run out. I don't know where the fuck she went. Who knows what the fuck she's doing? You know, I'm just it is what it is. We just uh, we'll we'll continue on um, without her, like I always do. No, I just had to go check on the chicken. So, moving right along, away from the Kurt Russellness. I got it. Oh, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I, okay. I was making sure. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of brains and logic in Hollywood. Let's not give him too much. He's, no you know. Brian, Texas. Feathercrest Farms in flames with plumes of black smoke. MPS Egg Farms purchased Feathercrest Farms in 2020. A Texas-based egg producer with two farms in Curtin and Center, Texas. The acquisition expanded the MPS Eggs Farms operation by approximately 1 million hens for a total of 11 million hens producing approximately 9.35 million eggs a day. That's a lot of fucking eggs. Where they were. Well, they used to be. This. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder what they're going to blame this one on. Global warming? Look at how black this Yeah, it's because the black is, the black smoke means it's chewing through shit. Mm-hmm. That fire's eating. A Damn. A lot of chickens. 
Apparently, it was a substantial blast. Really? It was a blast that extends. Uh, the huge structure spans three to four stories in height, extends across multiple football fields. The origin of the blast of the fire remain undetermined. Potential injuries are unknown, too. That is a uh, surround and drown operation right there, and that's all the hen houses right there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot of birds dead. Mm -hmm. Damn. Big fire. That sucks. Did Why you, did it happen? Wonder. No mm. idea. No idea. We'll wait for that one to uh, develop. Mm -hmm. Guarantee we won't hear anything about it. Oh, no. It's just another one for the list. Yep. Uh, did you know it was Ellen DeGeneres' birthday last week? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Her 66, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Her 66th birthday. <laughs> I, don't give a shit. I know no one does, yeah. but um, just look. Bad. This is look at what's thrown on the table. This is very interesting. Birthday to you. Oh, the matches! Look at the matches! Look at that! Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. Yep. Like a lot of puss. Ellen. Mm. You know that she used to have a shoe sponsored by Nike, right? Had a long tongue. You could get it off with one finger. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. She did. She used to have a fucking shoe sponsored by Nike. Wow. <sighs> it had a pedophile symbol on it on the matchbook that was yeah. thrown on the table that's a that's like an obvious one yeah all right a new 87 year old chinese immigrant rongzing lao is fleeing san francisco for china after getting assaulted multiple times you know it's bad when people would rather live under a communist dictatorship than in san francisco in 2021, Liao was involved in a horrific assault where he was kicked out of his walker. Liao had to undergo surgery where surgeons had to drill into his skull after being kicked by 24-year-old Eric Ramos Hernandez. Ramos Hernandez was released seven months later. Three years earlier, the elderly man was beaten unconscious in the Tenderloin District. Police gave up on the investigation. In a different attack in 2023, Liao was punched repeatedly at a Walgreens. This guy, this guy has just got a history of being in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time. Like, seriously. I mean, how many times you got to get your ass kicked? Oh, shit. 
feel bad, but damn. Holy shit. Damn, dude, you've got the worst luck in the world, bro. You should play Lotto before you leave. See if you win. Because I got a feeling they got the, the game rigged against you, bro. Holy dude. shit. Dude. Dude. That's insane. I just, I got to tell you, wow, that's some bad fucking luck. He got his ass kicked how many times? Three like, times in three years. Jesus. And all requiring surgery. Hmm. Fuck. Damn, that's just. No shit. Uh, it's like go. I'm going back to China. Fuck this shit. Exactly. I'm out, yo. I'm Fuck out. this. Peace. Who's got two thumbs and a black shirt to go back to China? Me! Breaking news. The FAA colluded with the National Black Coalition of Federal Aviation Employees to get black people's resumes ahead of all the non-black people's resumes. And they edited and corrected their resumes all by using code words that moved their resumes to the top of the list. Yeah, it has been confirmed there will not be a selection panel for the open bid on February 10th. Instead, FAA Human Resources will scan in resumes and the computer will group resumes based on keywords. These buzzwords will flag your resume, therefore giving you the advantage over thousands of resumes that may flood the system. A list of these buzz buzzwords are attached to this email. The list is being provided to you through one of our members in HR. I encourage you to keep a lid of this attachment and focus on your resume. If the entire country caught wind of this attachment, then how will your resume be distinguished from others? After editing your resume using the attached file, resend me your resume for viewing. In the subject line type, amended resume for whomever. Please keep this email confidential between yourselves and the NBCFAE. The information we share with you is to help members of our organization that has invested their future through the NBC FAE. In Unity, Shelton G. Snow. Where's the list of buzzwords? Mm. I want to see what they were. Mm -hmm. Like, were they like cocksucker or were they like something like good, like catchy words that people are going to remember? This guy was one hell of a motherfucker. Let me tell you something during this one time. I mean, do you just throw it up? I mean, how do you do it? Do you type it in caps in the middle of like random sentences? Like out of nowhere, all of a sudden it's just like, um, I prefer tasks in this scenario based on this, 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 and this. And all of a sudden it just says snow right in the middle of it in big bold letters for no reason. And then it just continued. I don't know. Completed this many tasks. Well, if an Dickhead. AI is flagging it for keywords, then you wouldn't have to put it in caps. You just put the keyword in wherever. doesn't matter. So all of these people all look like they have Tourette's. <laughs> so as they're talking. It would like, have to be a word that doing, wouldn't be. I was doing really, really good. Motherfucker. <laughs> Because it would have to be a word that wouldn't normally be used in a resume. Cocksucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. What did I put in those peanut butter chocolate bars? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I have no idea. Obviously. What, what did you do? Peanut butter and chocolate, but holy They're shit. They're good. Apparently. 
Okay. Uh, here we go. Here's another what the fuck for you. I just think this is hysterical that we're we're going with this is just craziness. Have we all lost our This timeline is insane. Judge Kathleen McCormick rescinded Elon Musk's 55 billion Tesla compensation package, overturning the company's board and 80% of its shareholders. McCormick also ruled against Elon Musk during his Twitter acquisition. Before becoming the head of the Delaware Chancery Court, McCormick worked at a Delaware young uh, law firm called Young Conaway. The firm and its employees have been major donors to President Joe Biden for decades. In 2016, Hunter Biden hosted a gubernatorial campaign event for Congressman Joe Carney, John Carney with then-Vice President Joe Biden as the guest speaker. This event took place at the law offices of Young Conaway in Wilmington, Delaware. Carney, a close friend of Joe Biden for the last four decades, later become governor and nominated Kathleen McCormick, a partner at Young Conway, to her position on the Delaware Chancery Court. In a March 2018 email, Hunter Biden claimed to personally know every judge on the Delaware Chancery Court while threatening legal action against his Chinese business partners. You know, I don't want to move to Delaware. No. I have realized Delaware is full of dirty dipshits. That's apparently where the mob went. Yes. I will bring the suit in the Chancery Court in Delaware, which, as you know, is my home state. And I am privileged to have worked with and know every judge on the Chancery Court. Unquote. After Elon Musk purchased Twitter with the stated goal of restoring free speech, President Biden called for a federal investigation into Musk on the podium at the White House. Following this, the Department of Justice, the Biden Department of Justice, Securities and Exchange Commission and Federal Trans Trade Commission initiated legal actions and investigations against Tesla, SpaceX and X. This recent decision by Judge McCormick, who worked with Biden's top donors and was nominated by Biden's close friend to override Tesla's board and the majority of its shareholders is another clear example of the Biden administration and its allies weaponizing the American legal system against their political opponents. Lawfare. Lawfare. Do you think Elon Musk is a threat to U.S. national security and should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? <laughs> I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth, worth being looked at. Um, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all I'll say. Do you think Elon Musk... Because that's all you can remember about Elon Musk when you put it in a short sentence. You can't really remember too much. Mm -hmm. Good fake Joe shit. Notice how everybody else put these things together with Joe being there because they knew back then that Joe had dementia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a different Joe. That's See, the real Joe. That's the real Joe. Yeah. 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 See how different the two look? I mean, that's the real Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Go to fake Joe. Canicoa the great brings all the receipts. That's fake Joe. That's a completely different person. The face looks completely well, different. I don't know. This is Joe with Bo. 
the face looks completely. Oh no, it's different. not. That's the that's, fucking. That's, that's, that's the, the dude the, from fucking. That's the Jeff John Carney. Yeah. Never mind. Yep. Yeah, that's he's fake right Joe. down there below you. Yep, John yeah. Carney. Yep, fake Joe, real Joe. No, fake Joe. That's fake Joe. That mm-hmm. is fake Joe. Go over. Look. Look at. Look at real Joe. That's yeah, you're real right. Joe. That's real Joe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Kathleen McCormick. There she is. Mm-hmm. Going after Elon. He ain't real. Motherfucker's a fake. He's been a fake. We're going to find that out, too. We're going to find all of this out when we go after him. You watch. I'm telling you, you watch. Talk about all that. Let's see. We already saw that. Hmm. Here's another one. Yeah. Whiting, Indiana. And this is BP. A BP refinery. This is a British Petroleum refinery. A large power outage. Um, and this was a couple days ago. A large power outage. The BP refinery is prompted evacuations inside the refinery. Currently, numerous emergency crews are responding to a large large power outage of the BP refinery in Whiting, Indiana. Uh, yeah. Reports indicate multiple streets near the refinery have been shut down. Officials state that this restoration project's process could take several hours. See, the issue with this is uh, it requires electricity to control the valves in the facility. If they can't control the valves, they can't release pressure at the right times. If they can't release pressure back up and pressure with heat, you eventually get an explosion. So that's why they evacuated everybody. Look at this. All the factory evacuated, but they haven't said anything about our homes. That's great. British Petroleum, BP, Whiting, Indiana Refinery, Clean Energy Company. Yeah, BP is about to blow the fuck up. Go Greta! Go Greta! Look at that shit! No. Okay, so look, going back to the end of that video, where you saw where where the fire was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. That's what you want to see because what had happened is the guys actually got to the stems. Those are like valve stems. And what they did was they opened all of those mechanical, um, whatever you call them, louvers that are normally electrically operated. They went down there and they opened them up mechanically and everything's burning off they're just letting it burn off right now because they got to fix the power issue first so they're getting to each one of those but all those that other side of the factory where you didn't see anything burning off that's really bad all of those are ticking time bombs because they're still trying to produce something but the valves aren't operating properly so nothing's being produced and it's backing up in the system with a lot of heat and all they're waiting for is one of those things to pop now, do they plan for this? Yeah, there are plans for it. That's why they open them all up and let them burn off. But they've got to shut the factory all the way down. They got to stop all production. 
to reset everything. And that power should never, ever go out like that, which is where the problem is. Obviously that's what they're trying to fix. At least. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it BP's fault? Probably. Um, I don't, I don't know if anything ever blew. That was just something we saw online. I thought that was mildly interesting thinking about everything else that had just happened within 24 hours. First, it was chickens, then it was an oil refinery, and then today, apparently, it was a, a, a church or a, 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 a not a mosque, but a um, Jewish synagogue in uh, the Bronx or in Brooklyn today collapsed. And apparently, like 78 or 170 tunnels underneath. Well, that's what a lot of people were asking. There was like 178 people inside it when it collapsed. So it looks pretty ominous. I, it's just weird how all of this shit happened this week. Just saying. Global warming? Probably. Fort Mandu? Probably. Okay. So this was weird. Did y'all hear about this? These three guys that. Chiefs fans that died in this guy's backyard. Somehow. Somehow. They were found in this dude's backyard. So uh, new footage shows police cuffing and then releasing HIV scientists after finding three dead Kansas City Chiefs fans in his backyard. Very bizarre. So uh, Clayton McGinney, David Harrington, and Ricky Johnson mysteriously died in scientist Jordan Willis's backyard. The most alarming fact about the mysterious deaths is that the bodies were in his backyard for two whole days. When family members called and visited the house, Willis did not respond. It wasn't until McGinney's fiance broke into the basement and then found one of the bodies in the backyard that the police were called. Willis claims he was asleep and didn't see messages coming from family members during the two days. According to the neighbor, Willis came out drinking a glass of wine and in his underwear before being cuffed. He told them he didn't realize his friends were still in his backyard until the police showed up at his door. Holy shit. What the fuck happened to him? I bro, what is going on right now? What is going on right now? Dude, domestic violence is crazy. <laughs> Yo, everybody be nice to one another. Come on now. What is going on? Dude, I, I, I wonder if they got so drunk they passed out outside and, and died of hypothermia. Hey, that's happened before, folks. Yeah. You, you joke about it up in fucking upstate New York. You, you would hear about that every winter, about some soldier who got drunk at a bar, went outside, passed out in a snowbank, and fucking was found like two days later in the snowbank, you know, frozen as a fucking popsicle. Dead serious. Shit happens all the time. Here's another what the fuck. This, mm. Tell me a company secret that you can share because you don't work there anymore. So I used to work where they make diapers at. Not going to say a specific brand, um, but it's a very big brand. And inside the diapers, the part that soaks up the pee and the liquid um, is a mixture of a cotton-like material that comes in these big bale stacks and a super soaker material. Um, and it's pretty much like giant bags of beads or dust or whatever you want to, and it forms up like snow when it gets wet. That material is actually a cancerogen to the point that in order to clean it up, we had to be respirator fit tested and wear a respirator. And I'm not talking about the little mask. I'm talking about the whole shebang with the, where you go to the doctor and they make sure it fits your face and they test everything because the material they're putting in diapers causes cancer. Tell me a company. 
Okay. You are surprised because why? I'm not. Just what the fuck? It's everything. It's everything. Oh, you... Did you... Maybe. No, I found this one. No, that's not me. I have nothing to do with this one. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what this is. Oh, yeah. You're going to like this one. Is this another what the fuck? What is it? So are you going to give yep. it an opening? Nope. Okay. You guys, I want to share with you the secret covenant that you might or might not have heard about. The secret covenant was created by none other than the Rockefellers and maybe even someone even higher than them, let's be honest. But this is their secret covenant and their clause of things that they wanted to follow. And when if you're a conspiracy theorist or a critical thinker and you're aware of what's been going on in the world, you're going to know exactly how suitable this is. This is written word for word, and I want to read it to you. Okay, so bear with me. The secret covenant an illusion it will be so large, so vast, it will escape their perception. Those who will see it will be thought of as insane. We'll create separate fronts to prevent them from seeing the connection between us. We will behave as if we are not connected to keep the illusion alive. Our goal will be accomplished one drop at a time so as to never bring suspicion upon ourselves. This will also prevent them from seeing the changes as they occur. We will always stand above the relative field of their experience for we know the secrets of the absolute. We will work together always and we will remain bound by blood and secrecy. Death will come to he who speaks. We will keep their lifespan short and their minds weak while pretending to do the opposite. We will use our knowledge of science and technology in subtle ways so that they will never see what's happening. We'll use soft metals, aging accelerators and sedatives and food and water also in the air. They will be blanketed by poisons everywhere they turn. The soft metals will cause them to lose their mind. We will promise to find a cure from our many fronts, yet we will find we'll yet we will feed them more poison. The poisons will be absorbed through their skin and mouths, and they will destroy their minds and reproductive system. From all this, their children will be born dead, and we will conceal this information. The poisons will be hidden in everything that surrounds them and what they drink, eat, breathe, and wear. We must be ingenious in dispensing the poisons for they can see far. We will teach them that the poisons are good with fun images and musical tones. Those they look up to will help. We will enlist them to push our poisons. They will see our products being used in the film and will grow accustomed to them and will never know their true effect. When they give birth, we will inject poisons into the blood of their children and convince them that it's for their help. We will start early on when their minds are young, we will target their children with what the children love most, sweet things. When their teeth decay, we will fill them with metals that will kill their mind and steal their future. When their ability to learn has been affected, we will create medicine that will make them sicker and cause other diseases for which we will create yet more medicine. We will render them docile and weak before us by our power. They will go depressed, slow and obese. And when they come to us for help, we will give them more poison. We will focus their attention toward money and material goods so that they, so they many so they many never connect with their inner self. We will distract them with fornication, external pleasures and games so that they may never be one with the oneness of it all. Their minds will belong to us and they will do as we say. If they refuse, we shall find ways to implement mind altering technology into their lives. We will use, we will use fear as our weapon. We will establish the governments and establish opposites within. We will own both sides. We will always hide our objective but carry out our plan. They will perform the labor for us and we shall prosper from their toil. Our families will never mix with theirs. Our blood must be always pure, for it is the way. We will make them kill each other when it suits us. We will keep them separated from the oneness by dogma and religion. We will control all aspects of their lives and tell them what to think and how. We will grow them kindly and gently, letting them think that they are guiding themselves. 
We will foment animosity between them through our factions. When a light shall shine among them, we shall extinguish it by ridicule or death, whichever suits it best. We will make them rip each other's hearts apart and kill their own children. We will accomplish this by using hate as our ally, anger as our friend. The hate will blind them totally, and never shall they see that from their conflicts we emerge as their rulers. They will be busy killing each other. They will bathe in their own blood and kill their neighbors for as long as we see fit. We will benefit greatly from this, for they will not see us, for they cannot see us. We will continue to prosper from their wars and their deaths. They shall repeat this over and over until our ultimate goal is accomplished. We will continue to make them live in fear and anger through images and sounds. We will use all the tools we have to accomplish this. The tools will be provided by their labor. We will make them hate themselves and their neighbors. We will always hide the divine truth from them. They were all one. That they were all one. This must never, this, this they must never know. They must never know that a man's color is an illusion. They must always think that they are not equal. Drop by drop, we will advance our goal. We will take over their land, resources, and wealth to exercise total control over them. We will deceive them into accepting laws that will steal the little freedom they will have. We will establish a money system that will imprison them forever, keeping them and their children in, in debt. When they shall band together, we'll accuse them of crimes and present a different story to the world, for we shall own all the media. We will use our media to control the flow of information and their sentiment in our favor. When they shall rise up against us, we'll crush them like insects, for they are less than that. They will be helpless to do anything, for they will have no weapons. We will recruit some of their own to carry out our plans. We will promise them eternal life, but eternal life they will never have, for, the, for they are not us. The recruits will be called initiates and will be indoctrinated to believe false rites of the passage to their higher realms. Members of these groups will think that they are one with us, never knowing the truth. They must never learn this truth, for they will turn against us. For their work, they will be rewarded with earthly things and great titles, but never will they become immortal and join us. Never will they receive the light and travel the stars. They will never reach their higher realms, for the killing of their own kind will prevent passage to the realm of enlightenment. This they will never know. The truth will be hidden in their face, so close they will not be able to focus on it until it's too late. Oh yes, so grand the illusion of freedom will be that they will never know that they are our, they are our slaves. When all is in place, the reality will have created for them. The reality we will have created for them will own them. This reality will be their prison. They will live in self-delusion. When our goal is accomplished, a new era of domination will begin. Their minds will be bound by their beliefs, the beliefs we have established from time. But if they ever find out they are our equal, we shall perish. This they must never know. If they ever find out that together they can vanquish us, they will take action. They must never ever find out what we have done. For if they do, we shall have no place to run. For it will be easy to see who we are once the veil has fallen. Our actions will have revealed who we are and they will hunt us down and no person shall give us shelter. This is the secret covenant by which we shall live the rest of our present and future lives for this reality will transcend many generations and lifespans. This is a secret covenant. This is why it's so important to learn about this because when you learn about this, you create a life outside of the system. When you're aware of it, you can no, no longer be controlled. When you know what they want to do, you no longer fall into the traps from health, money, um, empowerment, purpose, higher vibrations, the music that you're listening to, the food that you're eating, the things that you're consumed with, the video games, the porn, all of this is all a distraction to keep you easily controlled. And once you know when you change that, exactly like they said, they fear it. Because the more of us that rise up and are aware of what's happening, the more they lose their control, which is exactly what they don't want. 
And this is why we're recreating what the generation is going to look like. And this is why we're all waiting for, waiting for the uprise, because we know that this entire plan is going to crumble. A lot of you said that sounds like a Jesuit. The Jesuit prayer. Yeah. Um, My question mm -hmm. is if it's a secret covenant, how'd she get her hands on it? <laughs> so secret. So secret. The, the great. See? See how hard it is to keep a secret? Mm -hmm. So, like, all good conspiracies, maybe only two or three people know exactly everything that's going on. Everybody else is pretty much in the fucking dark. But hey, I've heard a lot about this today. And this is like, uh, when I got home, this is the fourth time I've heard about this. And I heard the first three live. So, check this out, because this is some crazy fucking shit right here. Did you hear about this? So, the guy that helped me pump gas, he's a clerk there. He said, you're getting ready for the shortage? I was like, no, I just need a generator, some deep, some fuel for my generator. He's like, yeah, man. He said, better to be prepared for these 20 days. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, yeah, man, there's a shortage coming. They already let us know that we're we're, we're running out of gas and no more diesel. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they told us already in 20 days there's not going to be any more diesel for us. So basically, guys, you guys are owner ops. Be prepared because there is going to be diesel. But it's going to be $10, $15 a gallon if there really is a shortage. <laughs> and guess what? We're parking our truck. Did you hear about this? So let me tell you about the first time. So this morning I went in, like I normally do, loaded up at the shop, drove up to my gas station. Went got in, your burrito. Saw my ladies, got my burrito, got my drink. Walked up to the counter, whoosh boots in, and the lady that's normally there every morning, she was walking out. She's like, hey, I probably won't see you for a month, so you just take care. And I never got to ask her why. It kind of bothered me at first, and then I was like, yeah, fuck it, don't worry about it. Got my truck left. A little while later, I was uh, working at a truck stop, essentially, thingamajig. It was like where they bring in the trucks to work on them, the big 18-wheelers and shit. I was up 14, 15 feet in the air working on a door. And this guy came in, and I guess he didn't see that I was up on the ladder. And he screamed out in the fucking shop. He goes, well, I guess we're not fucking working anymore for at least another 30 days. And one of the guys goes, what the fuck are you talking about, you stupid conspiracy theorist? And the other guy goes, no, seriously, fuel shortage, coming in, incoming. I was like, I looked at him, I was like, fuel shortage, what are you talking about? And he goes, I just heard this, like, we're, we're like bone dry. We have like nothing. And diesel, we produce 90% of our diesels produced here in the States. We refine gasoline for diesel. So, or we refine crude for diesel. That's gone, apparently. We've been running on fumes for like a hot minute. And apparently it's coming to a bursting point. We'll see. The trend is right now, gas prices are on the rise. I went to the gas. I went to get gas this morning. It was almost what three hundred one a gallon, and it was like two eighty nine like last week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, gas prices are on the rise, going up. Supposedly, they're supposed to go up quick. If so we have a shortage, understand that means everything shuts down. If there's a diesel shortage, there's there's no food in the grocery stores. There's truckers no, can't drive. There's no nothing. There's Independent truckers can't nothing. do it. Your commercial vehicles no can't Amazon, do it. No Amazon, no 
no FedEx, no no UPS, no postal service, no nothing. And whatever little gas there is, it's going to be going for eight, nine, ten dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy, if not worse. Yep. So just keep that in mind. So this is crazy. Oh yeah, they they might be shutting down the convoy, except the convoy is already on its way down there. So. And I, I was kind of wondering if that's what it had to do with. I was about to say, isn't the convoy almost already there? I don't think they could turn off the gas fast enough for that. Well, but to fuck it leaving? Yeah, you would fuck up a lot of shit leaving. Because if you're down there and all of a sudden gas prices jumped to fucking $35 a gallon. They're stranded. Yeah, you, there's a lot of people. You can't afford $35 a gallon. Well, as you said, it's not a shortage. They're shorting oil futures. Big difference. Oh, is that what it is? I haven't heard. I just like was all of a sudden all these people were talking about it today. I'm like, well, holy shit, this is. And then I saw that video. I'm like, wait a minute. I've heard all like this is all I've heard about today. I was like, holy shit. It went down to Cleveland. I guess something went down to Cleveland. Anyway, this is crazy. It wasn't that Super Bowl thing, though. <laughs> this is uh, this is some weird shit in New York. Didn't happen in Philly, though. Don't worry about it. Uh, check this out. Some weird shit in New York. Like cr- weird. Two large underwater pyramids discovered on the ocean floor off the coast of New York. Two large structures resembling pyramids slash obelisks have been found under the Atlantic Ocean about 200 kilometers from New York. The two almost identical pyramids are hundreds of meters high and the distance between them is 45 kilometers. As these huge structures stand out from the rest of the ocean floor it is unlikely that they are natural formations. Another very interesting fact is that their location is in a straight line with the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt and the Pyramid of the Sun in Mexico. In an article published by UFO Sightings Hotspot, Ley Lines, The Key to Unlocking the Matrix, they suggest that there is a connection between ancient monuments across the globe and it is quite possible that these monuments like pyramids, obelisks and megaliths are connected with other structures that are hidden beneath the ocean. Some time ago they found another similar structure on the bottom of the ocean, located exactly at the opposite side of the earth measured from the Great Pyramid of Giza. Imagine there is a complete network of pyramids, obelisks and other monuments hidden under the ocean, all connected to ancient monuments on the surface of the planet. Please find Google Earth coordinates below this video. I I don't know. Hold on. Wait. Bring that video back to the map where they showed the first map and the one line going across the bottom. They said this one. No, no. Go back. Go back. I'll tell you when to stop. There it is. Stop. They said that this fell in line with those three. How does that fall in line? That was found off the coast of New York, which is up here. Which is up there. How does that fall in line with that orange line at all? What the fuck is she talking about? That doesn't fall anywhere close to being in line with that. Mm-hmm. What ley line is is she on? Because that one wraps around a tree apparently and goes down a rabbit hole and comes up that basically in Cairo. Hmm. Just wondering, asking for a friend. Holy shit. Weird though. Okay. It is weird. I mean, it's probably a mountain of trash. (laughs) I'm dead serious. What do you think? What do you think New York City does with all its trash? It dumps in the ocean. It had a trash barge for like years. 
They used to just float around. I'm dead serious. It would float up and down the fucking the river. The Hudson. It would float up and down the Hudson all the time. The trash barge. Everybody laugh at it. It's hysterical. Because nobody would take it. Jersey said they were going to. That's why they loaded it on the trash barge originally. And then Jersey all of a sudden said, no, we don't want it. And it just floated up and down the Hudson forever. All right. What would you do in this situation? Okay, well, first of all, where am I in this situation? Um, uh, hopefully not on either one of those planes. But if I <laughs> was I'd be shitting my pants, if I was, where am I at the know. time that this incident took place? This know. video game took place. I don't because know. that's what you have a video of. That's funny. a video game. But what? Where was I in this video game where where this took place? Um, I don't know. If I'm in the main cabin, I'm literally grabbing the bottom of my seat and I am fucking shitting everywhere. If I'm in the cockpit, yeah, I'm fucking applying full flaps and I'm giving it as much power as she's got. And I'm getting her big ass bitch in the air. I'm getting that big ass bitch in the air. Mm -hmm. That's what, what I'm doing. Now, if I'm on the other plane, I'm obviously not paying attention to anything because I didn't see that big bitch coming in for a landing. No shit. All right, here's a, a feel good for you. Now understand mama was born with a genetic disorder, which her front paws didn't grow. That's her baby. She just taught her baby how to walk. How fucking crazy is that? Mm -hmm. If we can, if dogs know how to do that, mm. you would think we're better parents, I guess. Or all humans would be better parents, I guess. That would be, I guess, be more the, yeah, the way to put it. Yeah, I mean, if dogs can do it, I mean, come on, it's so easy. Even a caveman can do it, right? I don't know. Do you want to keep going? Might as well. We're we're going at a good clip here. We're knocking fucking files out. We're knocking out foldies, dude. We still have so many. Though. I know we have like fucking still thirteen others with almost two hundred clips in each one. So, well, not quite. And we got quite a bit. This one Babe, is all right. That's almost gone. I know. We still have quite a bit, but know, we're we we're getting we're getting we're we're chopping it down. All right. And I pushed the good book replay to ten o'clock. So, so January sixth. Yeah, it's still going on. But Thomas Massey, he was on with uh, on Matt Gates. Yeah, this is podcast I, again. I still think this January sixth thing is. Mm -hmm. Do recently. Matter? I mean, at this point, does it matter? 
at this point, what difference does it make? Exactly. If I had that button, I would press it. Yeah. At this point, what it really, really, what, what difference does it make? Yeah. You recently met with Capitol Police. Correct. Today. Today. And what did you learn in that meeting? I learned that uh, backpack guy, January 6th backpack guy, not to be confused with January 5th backpack person, uh, backpack guy was a uh, non-uniform, you know, plain clothes police officer, in, in, you know, in the employ of the Capitol Hill police. The, the person who found the pipe bomb, the person who D'Antuano, who was leading the investigation, say, oh, yeah, the person who found it, it'd be investigation 101 that they would be a suspect initially until ruled out. You're saying that person was an undercover, plain-closed Capitol Police officer, and the Capitol Police confirmed that to you today. They confirmed that to me today. Yes. Uh, uh, which, so, by the way, it, what does it that makes, mean to you? Well, it, it heightens some of my concerns and, re and uh, reduces some of the other concerns. Okay. One of, one of the concerns that's heightened was, you know, trying to give the, the Secret Service and the Metro Police Department the benefit of the doubt when they took four minutes, you know, they finished their lunch before they went and dealt with this pipe bomb. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that. Well, if it's just some random passerby and he said, hey, there's something shiny over there, could be a lawn sprinkler, you know, not sure, maybe want to check it out. But that's not what it was. It was it was a person who was, you know, they say, again, when I relate this to you, I'm relating what the Capitol Police have told me. They say it was a Capitol Police officer who found this bomb and that um, he told. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? I, I think he's onto something here. Think about this for one second, folks. Remember the video that we played. Remember the video. Remember the backpack guy when he comes into frame. You remember that dude? He was just kind of just kind of all of a sudden appears in frame and there he is. There's backpack guy and he walks right up to the police car. He goes right up to the window, the driver's window, right? He doesn't stop at the Secret Service vehicle. No, he goes directly to the Metro Police vehicle. And he goes up to the window. They roll the window down. It makes sense now what he was doing there because he was kind of fumbling with his hands. And he kind of pointed back over there like he was holding something in one hand and pointing this way. Like he was showing him his badge and credentials saying, hey, look, guys, I'm a cop. There's a bomb back there on the chair. They were probably calling it up saying, hey, is this guy a cop? A. B, they were checking him out first. Is he a cop? A. And then B, they were going, hey, he just reported there's a bomb over here. So you, it kind of it. That kind of makes sense now because the guy probably and then he walked back over to the Secret Service vehicle. He probably flashed his badge and creds to them, too. To tell him, hey, look, there's a bomb over here. It does kind of answer that what he was doing when he walked up to the window got so close. Because if you were an undercover, you don't want everybody to see your badge. You're just going up there. You're going to show him your badge and be like, hey, look, I'm undercover, but this is a badge. Here you go. Fucking I'm telling you that there's a bomb right there. Just saying it kind of makes sense now. Thomas Massey may have uh, is again, 
at the end of the day, what are they going to do with this? That is my question. If they're investigating it, probably nothing. What are we going to do? Get another Warren report? Well, that worked out so well for us when JFK was assassinated. Wow. Anyway, my bad. I'm sorry. Just blithering now. But I just, holy shit. That's fucking. Hmm. Told them it was a bomb. And he radioed it in, said, we've we've got the device. We found another device. Remember, here's the other just amazing timing is that the first pipe bomb, the one at the Capitol Hill Club, now they call it the RNC pipe bomb, but they really should be calling it the Capitol Hill pipe bomb. I mean, the, the two buildings are next to each other, but it was like- The Capitol Hill Club, which is an entity where Republican members of Congress socialize and fundraise. Right. right. Um, the reason I'm making that distinction is Darren uh, Beatty, who's done amazing work on this, Okay, he's the guy who's said, hey, you should be asking some of these questions. And I said, you know what? You're right. I will be asking those questions. He points out that the RNC DNC narrative was was made up after the fact. You know, it was really the Capitol Hill Club DNC narrative that they should be talking about. But it if it just sounds a lot better that, oh, we knew to go look at the DNC once we found one at the RNC. Interesting. Well, if you thought somebody was going to blow up the RNC and they don't they hate Republicans? Why would they also want to blow anyways? So, um, you know, they come down this, this plainclothes police officer who had been in the vicinity of that one. they had just found that the timing is remarkable because it found, Oh, it was found five minutes before the breach of the bicycle racks, uh, near at the perimeter of the Capitol, just a miraculous timing that, you know, would have provided, exactly the right timing to distract after sitting in an alley for 17 hours you know by found by somebody who says she was going to go do her laundry okay then within you know they respond to that uh they secure the area and 15 minutes later they find this other bomb like what miraculous timing well i de i definitely don't believe that the capitol police would purposefully go and set a bomb anywhere that could potentially blow up and do anyone harm. I, I, I am not there that they would do something no. like that. However, you seem to point out in questioning with the ATF director that this wasn't an operational bomb that was going to blow up and hurt anybody. Remember that? Right. The the um, assistant director in charge, he went on TV and, and said these were operable bombs and, you know, offered a reward, put out a message that they played on TV. And so... In the beginning of my transcribed interview with him, he still maintained that they were operable. Well, hold on. We're going to get the ATF director's take on that questioning from Congressman Massey. Take a listen. Also, I see that you're cooperating with the FBI. The ATF is on the January 6th pipe bomb investigation. What can you tell us about how that's going? Um, uh, obviously, that's a significant matter. It is an ongoing criminal investigation, and so I'm not going to comment on an ongoing criminal investigation. Were, were those pipe bombs operable? Again, I mean, again. The ATF is the expert. Again, it's an ongoing criminal investigation, and under longstanding policy, I cannot comment. And we've just had a whole committee for two years that investigated ongoing investigations, so I'm not accepting that answer from you. Uh, we need to know these things. Do you know how the pipe bomb was discovered at the DNC? We've been told how it was discovered at the RNC. And, it, and according to a press release from the FBI, you're working with them on this investigation. Respectfully, um, I understand your disagreement, but I cannot comment because it is an ongoing criminal investigation.
It's an ongoing cover-up. So, so helpful. It's their policy not to comment on ongoing cover-ups. Yeah, so it seems like it. So here's what I've come to know since that okay. interview, too. Um, you know, you chase some leads. I believe, b based on um, discussions with police, with FBI, and with former ATF, who now works for Capitol Police, that it, the bombs went to Quantico uh, for inspection, not to the ATF. Now he could have just told me that in the hearing. Oh, right? interesting. He could have said, "Well, we didn't we didn't look at the fragments after we blew these things up. It was actually FBI at Quantico looked at them." But he didn't. He wouldn't even tell me that. So he either doesn't know it or just is so stuck on it, like a broken record on it's our longstanding policy not to comment. So we're in this meeting last night, and one of our Republican colleagues turns to you as you're explaining how long it's been, that this has been an open investigation, these videos that show the strange behavior of a person we now know was a plainclothes Capitol Police officer. And one of our Republican colleagues kept pressing you and saying, but Thomas, why would they do this? Why would anyone try to um, plant these phony fake devices in order to create confusion that day? And you know, we, we don't know the answer to that question in all honesty. Do you have a working theory? Yeah, well, um, again, I don't know who did it, but I can tell you a consequence of this because this is buried in the back of the January 6th committee report that um, there was a call to bring more bike racks to the Capitol. They had hundreds of them loaded up, ready to bring to the Capitol to reinforce the Capitol. And it turns out those never made it because this DNC pipe bomb was discovered and they set up oh, a perimeter wow. and blocked them from coming. So, so the, if there was a booby trap intended to um, have people commit a technical violation of federal criminal law with no intent to break the law, uh, that was facilitated perhaps by the very interestingly timed discovery of these two devices. Yeah, whether there was intent or not, the, the result of this, according to the January 6th committee, was that uh, it made it easier to breach the Capitol because the reinforcements couldn't be brought to the Capitol. Thanks so much for watching this video. Make sure you're hmm. subscribed How to our channel with notifications turned on. You won't want to miss. How interesting that when you start fucking with emergency responders and you start drawing attention away from one thing, other things just happen to fall into place. Oh, we couldn't get the bike, bike racks there, so we couldn't protect the Capitol. Made it easier to get in. It's a planned insurrection. See that? That's what the bombs are for. Eh, bullshit. I don't, I don't buy any of it. It's all a lie. Everything is fake. They even told us that it's fake. They're even bragging about they got the fucking president from ABC to come down and fucking film a Hollywood special. That got five seconds of Elon in it. I can give them that. And they got five seconds of Elon in it. Apparently, she's a very trustworthy person that you can trust. It's too bad that was bullshit yeah but they're they're promoting it now they're talking all about it look what we did we made this video it was outstanding mm -hmm. it's a production it was supposed to be a miniseries hollywood yeah it's supposed to be a miniseries yep oh, well um now they're holding a constitution and state hearings on the border.
commentary on the Constitution and limited government holds a border crisis hearing. One America's Lindsay Adams examines the authority on each individual state. House Judiciary GOP lawmakers and witnesses hold a public hearing on the worsening crisis at the border as Border Patrol agents report a spike in migrant encounters. We are here today because the president of the United States is failing to fulfill his duty to defend our country, to defend the borders of the United States, as required by the Constitution. Specifically, the Constitution states the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. On Tuesday, Representative Chip Roy stated the number of illegal entrants has skyrocketed under the current administration, with more than 7 million migrant encounters since Joe Biden took office. But when you compare it to the 2.4 million encounters of the previous administration, and when you look at what's actually occurring now, with over 5 million aliens having been released into the United States, the 5 million aliens released into the U.S. includes 1.8 known gotaways, people released under the CBP-1 app, and individuals released with dates to appear in court as late as 2035, more than a decade away. The on-ground violence and lawlessness at our southern border as being caused by the cartels and gangs is extensive, well-documented, and persistent. Therefore, it satisfies the definition of actually invaded and invasion of the Constitution. Former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich concluded the hearing by stating the federal government has a duty to protect states under the invasion clause. And failure to do so allows states the independent authority to defend themselves under the state self-defense clause when being invaded, just as the state of Texas has already done. Instead of, instead of supporting our attempts to route these individuals to the port of entry and prevent the felony of crossing illegally crossing at the border, uh, the federal government has turned their guns against us and used their resources to sue the state of Texas for defending itself. Lindsay Adams, One America News. For all our viewers asking where. You know, I, I'm watching the chat over here on Pilled. Mm -hmm. And John, The insurrection is beginning to be exposed. FBI and D.C. police are looking super guilty with Nancy Pelosi and Bowser being the ultimate boss. Look, that's great. One more time, I ask you this. Is it, and Granted, I've only walked this earth for 47 years. Some of you have walked this earth for a lot longer than me. I ask all of you, go back in history. Tell me where this government has ever held anybody accountable for anything they did while they were in office other than Richard Nixon. And they shouldn't have done that from now. What I'm learning now that I'm learning real history, that should never have happened. Mm -hmm. It's never happened, folks. If you think anything is going to come from this, it ain't going to happen. The only way it happens is if we fucking do something about it. Meaning the people. And we hold them personally accountable. That's the only way this shit is all smoke and mirrors. It's for show. It's the shit they're allowing you to hear about. They're trying to wag the dog into an uncivil war. This is got, we are not going to see a single person from this administration with the truth about any of this shit ever come or see the light of day. We'll never see it. 
even if Trump's in office, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Trump said he was going to expose all that shit before. He never did. I, I'm sorry. I, I just this shit, unless we do it, is the only way we're ever going to see it. Unless the American people stand up and say, no more, we're done with you. Your bullshit is over. I'm tired of paying for other fucking countries' self-defense. I'm tired of arming other countries than my own. I'm tired of accepting all the bums and dregs from every other country and not taking care of my own homeless. Mm -hmm. I'm tired that our system here is broken, yet we keep trying to bring everybody else from the world here, yet our system doesn't work yet. America first means let's take care of what's in between our borders before we do anything else. Nothing else internationally is done until America is taken care of. Well, Ron DeSantis jumped on the uh, wag the dog bandwagon. And yes, Sarah, we played that clip the other day. We're well aware that that two and a half mile stretch of Eagle Pass is it's it's stupid. It's, it's, a, it's a show. It's a show because the whole fucking border is open everywhere else. We have stepped up probably more than any other state has stepped up, and we're proud to do that. However, uh, we don't think this is enough. Uh, I believe that a state has a right to fortify its own borders. Uh, and so if Texas is helping to erect barriers, putting up razor wire, doing other things to keep illegal aliens out, I want to be helpful with them doing that. I don't want to be part of the federal government trying to tear down these barriers and let more people in illegally. This is crazy that this is the case. Uh, so today uh, we are going to fortify our presence along the southern border. Uh, we're providing up to one battalion of Florida National Guard, uh, as well as uh, our first ever deployment of the Florida State Guard. And the goal is to help Texas fortify this border, help them strengthen the barricades, help them add barriers, help them add the wire that they need to so that we can stop this invasion once and for all. And the states have to band together. I, yeah, okay, that's great, Ron, but what about the rest of the border? The Florida State Guard? Jesus, you know what? I can do... Eagle passes job with two squads of people and I can man more positions than they could. And that's a grand total of 12 people. I'm sorry, 24 people. It would take me 24 people. I could have that shit knocked out. That shit would go on for months. Not a problem. It's all I need is 24 people. You could do that at the gate going up and down the gates. So easy. Work out a roster. Boom. Work out a roster. Sit out there. Man, I don't know why more hunters aren't hunting closer to the border. I would. I'd be hunting right right near that fucking opening. I'd set my tree stand up and just be sitting there and going, oh, please, please come closer. I'm lots dying of, for it. Lots of coyotes <sighs> out there. Lots of coyotes out there. That's true. In the land of Lincoln, they did hang them. You're absolutely right. Lincoln right. County. It is very simple. Joe Biden is saying, pass the law. I'll shut down the border. Donald Trump is saying, keep the border open, wreck the economy, destroy America so I can get reelected again. This is, I mean, I don't know how the Republicans have done it. They are, they are like exceptionally stupid at this, this political game. 
but they've actually turned Joe Biden's biggest political weakness into his biggest political strength. Now he needs to go to the border, stand there and say, Republicans, you have the bill, pass it, I'll sign it, and we will shut down the border, period. So I wish, it is very- I wish we, we did set the show up tonight because I wish we went back and pulled his clip for one month ago. We still have it, by the way. It's in the system where he says, I don't understand what they're talking about this border issue. There is no border issue. Mm-hmm. The border's secure. Joe total, told us this. I wanted to play that video first and then play that video. Well, the RNC is exceptionally stupid. I, I have to give him that. Um, Charlie Kirk got a, uh, a look at the financials. Jen Van Lair's new report on the RNC spending. Lavish spending. Lavish spending. So here you go. Floral arrangements, the RNC, $70,000. $70,328. The DNC, $795. Consultants, the RNC, $1,078,279.47. The DNC, $114,000. Office supplies. This is a banger. The RNC, $297,717.64. The DNC, $45,005. Limousines. $263,127.25 for the RNC, $7,000 for the DNC. Voter file maintenance, the RNC, $39,233.50. The DNC, $235,865.88. GOTV texts. I don't know what the fuck that is. That's but. those text messages that, that you're getting like, fill out the survey or you go, go vote or do you need to find your new voting place or do you need a ride? Blah, blah, blah. RNC, $86,019. DNC, $1,676,923.29. State outlay, outlays. Like how much they give to each state? Per state. RNC, $13,800. $1,200. The DNC, $23,835,437. So the DNC helps out a lot more than the RNC does, and the RNC spends a lot more money on themselves than they do anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good to know. What a bunch of pieces of shit. I think Charlie Kirk is probably just going to read everything that I just read. Probably. But fuck it. I'm Shell News here. Some exclusive news. Jennifer, you have here in the documents that are now going to be going public, uh, the RNC... Uh, despite raising less money than the DNC, uh, spent $1 million on management consulting. The DNC spent $114,000 on management consulting. What is management consulting? Well, it's it's a category that really doesn't have a lot of deliverables. It has uh, just coaching for executives. It could be almost anything that they decide they want it to be. It could also be not much of anything. Uh, something where they just want to toss some money to people. I'm not accusing them of that, of saying that's what they did, but there's just, it's pretty nebulous and there's not really anything to show for it. Yeah. So the next one, Jennifer, I want to go through is flowers. You know, we hit the RNC for spending all this money on flowers and floral arrangements. Um, and they laughed and they just kept on doing it. The RNC hates you guys so much that even though we exposed them last year, they said, huh, 
you caught us. We're going to keep doing it. The RNC spent $70,328 on flowers. The DNC spent $795 on flowers. Jennifer, what's going on here? It's just insane. And everyone should remember, this is just in a 13-month period. So I'm not good at math, so I'm not even going to try to divide that. But that's a lot of flowers every month. And they don't have that many events. And like you said last year when we spoke, I think as a donor, you would rather win than have flowers at events. That's nearly $6,000 a month, nearly, that they're spending on flowers. That's six thousand. Meanwhile, the DNC, yeah. $795. Let's go to the next line item here, Jennifer. Um, the RNC spent $39,000 on voter file maintenance, stuff they should be spending on. Their counterparts, the DNC, spent $235,000 on voter file maintenance, uh, nearly six times more than the RNC. Why is the RNC spending so much on flowers and not as much on voter file maintenance versus the DNC? Yeah, I would rather take that entire floral arrangements budget and put it into voter file maintenance and it still wouldn't be doing everything we need. And uh, when I sent it to the producer, I'm not sure if you have the screenshot, but the states in which the DNC spent the money were battleground states. We spent money in Virginia, which is a battleground, and then a bunch in Hawaii. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense if you're trying to shore up the national committee position in Hawaii because you're afraid that you might be voted out as chair. Another really incredible line item is get out the vote texting. So since Rana is spending $70,000 on flowers when the Democrats spend $700 on flowers, the Democrats, if they spent $235,000 on voter maintenance, the Democrats, 40, uh, Republicans, 40,000, but this is the kicker, GOTV texting. The Democrats spent $1.6 million to get out the vote. Republicans spent $86,000. How is that possible, Jennifer? Jennifer? Well, it's possible when you don't have the infrastructure to get these things done. There was one vendor that the DNC uh, sent that amount to, and it was a vendor that created things through the community organizing process. I'm not sure if it was through AOC or a different uh, type of candidate like her, but they this uh, tech ecosystem that they built created this ability to send out all the bulk texts and have uh, accurate voter files because the DNC is spending on that. So the RNC just doesn't have the infrastructure to do it. So they just kind of toss some money at it to be able to say, oh, we're doing get out the vote texting. And it's just totally not enough. Well, obviously, $86,000 for the GOP, $1.6 million. So here's the, here's the takeaway. The DNC is running a lean operation, outraising the RNC, spending their resources on get out the vote, voter file maintenance. The RNC is not raising as much money, but it has this over, um, this incredible albatross of garbage that is occurring there. He's annoying to listen to. Um, I'm releasing the scratch, by the way. It is out. But um, holy shit, if you are an RNC contributor, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you be more concerned about the floral arrangement that's at an RNC committee staff meeting, which you are never at? Who owns the company that's providing the flowers? Or are you more concerned about a text message that might go and remind somebody to go vote. 
just serious, serious question here, because think about that really quick. We just saw where everybody says that the RNC is weak on getting out the game. Okay, well, getting out the game is going out there and getting voters, getting voters bolstered up to go out and vote. The DNC is awesome about it. They go out there and rally the troops like nobody else. I'm not going to lie about it. They are. They're really good at it. RNC blows bulls balls. They suck at it. They can't do shit. They're about as motivating as watching maple syrup turn. Swear to God. But if I were trying to do something in the RNC, Rhonda McDaniel, you fucking nitwit, I'd spend a lot more money on going to get people out to vote when that's your primary fucking job, you fucking nitwit. Then floral arrangements and office fucking supplies. You better start learning how to use a hammer and a fucking chisel, you you stupid bitch. You don't need all that fancy shit, you stupid. What the fuck? No wonder you're an idiot. No wonder we keep losing. You can't manage a fucking car wreck. You're like a fucked up football bat. What the hell is wrong with you? Spending $3 million on office supplies. Meanwhile, the Democrats spend like nothing on them. And I know some comedian's going to come up with this. I'll say it out loud. The reason that Democrats don't spend all that much money on floral arrangements is because they get them all free from the illegals that are bringing them across the border. I still want to know who owns the company that provides the floral arrangements to the RNC. Because I bet you dig in there. I just, I don't understand what the fuck. No wonder you're losing. You suck. You suck at life. That is why you are losing. Look at the the spreadsheet tells us. Mm -hmm. You're right, Doc. I don't think they're dumb. I think they're deliberately suck. The Uniparty. And you're right. I, I I I completely agree with you. That it's just like you you're watching it. It's like, well, we're not we don't know anything about it, so we're not going to spend any money on it. Are you fucking stupid? You can see the DNC's money too. You numb nuts. If they're spending money there, you better be matching them. They don't know how. They don't know how to send a text message. They're all fucking eighty. Jesus fucking Christ, we live with retards. We have retards in charge of us, folks. Yeah. Hey. We could take this thing over in a day and be done. Like in Atlanta, Fannie Willis. <laughs> Does, and she's, uh, you know that she just got subpoenaed mm-hmm. to Congress now because she's refused to talk to Jim Jordan on six different occasions that he's called her office and waited for over an hour on the phone for her. And now she's been subpoenaed. And now she's been subpoenaed. Mm-hmm. The district attorney's office in Fulton should be the beacon of the Southeast. It should be the absolute best office between Washington, D.C. and Miami. And right now what you have is a office of dysfunction and corruption. And we deserve better. And I am the right choice to improve it. Corruption, uh, Ms. Willis, that's a strong word uh, to level against the office that Paul Howard has run for nearly a quarter of a century. If he, if he gets reelected. 
could be more than 25 years. You have a DA sitting there that doesn't have the qualifications and the experience to do the job. What I can guarantee you is with my reputation, with my community ties, I am going to be able to attract the best and the brightest minds to that office. You're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. What? Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. Because we deserve better. The <laughs> they deserve a DA that won't have sex with their employees. Oh shit! Well, whoops, we fucked that one up. Shut up. <laughs> We have a DA that won't use money that won't benefit himself. <laughs> Holy shit. There's no way. There's just no way. You can't make this up. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Oh, she's an idiot. She's a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she got some nice vacations out of it. Yeah, she's probably going to be going to jail. Taxpayer dollars. I hope she enjoyed them. I hope it was worth it, bitch. I hope um, the rapper can take care of her kid. Their kid. Oh, no, he's in jail. She put him in jail to yeah. make her uh, her reputation I'm better as a RICO lawyer. Who's going to watch her kid when she goes to jail? Mm, little Fanny. Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. Maybe she can claim to be a guy and she can go to jail with her man. Think that'll work? I don't know. I don't know if federal okay. prison they recognize men and women. Anyway. All right. Money. Moving money, on to money. money. Conspiracy theory money. money. Right. Understanding when you hear and sort of things. So when you hear a country wanting to join the BRICS nations, understand that is that country requesting to go gold asset backed and joining the quantum financial system. Because you need to realize that the BRICS nations, well, it's BRICS plus now, because it's not just the original five. Um, now bear in mind, in just the five alone, it was 44% of the global population. Um, so the BRICS plus nations are all using the quantum financial system. They're all trading with each other with asset-backed currency. So whether it's gold, diamond, um, oil, silver, gold, it's that's they're already trading that's going on internationally anyway so when you hear that texas put the request in to join the BRICS nations independently that was exciting news because that's pretty much the first step because i've also heard i don't know how true it is but i'm waiting to get it confirmed that the u.s treasury will now be based in texas not washington dc anymore so the u.s treasury will be in texas so Lo and behold, you hear that Texas has actually requested to join the BRICS nations. And now we've heard that there's actually 27 states in the U.S. that put the request to join BRICS nations. That literally means 27 states are going to move to the quantum financial system. So for those saying, I can't see it's happening, it's all happening around you. It's um, step by step. It's all falling into place. The military have full control of everything. The reason why we're being drip fed it steadily is to wake up the masses steadily so they don't get shocked by sudden massive change. So we're slowly, progressively see this change come out. But like. OK, that's where he loses me. Yep. Right when he goes into devol devolution. Nope. Sorry, fella. 
you had a good run. You got to devolution, man. You hit that devolution speed bump, dude. And you were doing like 120 miles when you hit that speed bump. You were not fucking around when you hit that speed bump. And dude, you are gone. You're dead. I have no idea where you're at. I just lost you. See ya. Mm, all right. Oh, the military's in charge of the White House. They've got it. Bullshit. Good luck with that one. The sociopaths in Congress are currently trying to sneak in a bill that combines welfare benefits for illegals crossing the border with crony corporate tax cuts to sweeten the deal. Republicans are trying to slip this Trojan horse past their voters by calling it tax relief, in case you thought there was actually a good party in Washington. My colleagues Richard Stern and Preston Brashers have been on the top of this little gem that would cost us $155 billion per year if it passes. So what is the bill and what does it do? Called the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act, very Orwellian, the bipartisan bill, meaning the uniparty bill, gives millions of illegal immigrants welfare benefits. Of course, also for the millions more who are currently on their way. You would think such a bill would have zero chance of passing Congress that Republicans would stop it and enter the lobbyists because the rest of the bill is a laundry list of lobbyists to prove tax breaks like retroactive depreciation and a nudge in Section 163 business amortization. I know, gripping stuff, but it pays the bills. It's even got a bizarre break slashing royalties tax on residents of Taiwan from 30% to 10% in case you wonder why lobbyists make the big bucks. So welcome to America's new ruling coalition, illegal immigrants and corporate lobbyists, two parties united. Of course, the bill authors are aware that Washington is currently running a $2.7 trillion deficit that will bankrupt our country, with Congress's own bean counters projecting $145 trillion, with a T, of national debt by 2053. So to cover the fact that this bill is adding to that to the tune of potentially trillions, they resort to Washington-level accounting fraud. Namely, they cancel a failed COVID-era employee retention credit that has paid out $230 billion, much of it fraudulent, instead of simply winding down the program and admitting that they effed up, they label the long overdue wind down as $78 billion in savings and hand that to illegals and lobbyists. It's worth noting that those $78 billion in savings are more than that program was supposed to cost in the first place, so they promised a handout. They actually handed out $200 billion more than promised, and then they stopped handing it out and called that an extra $78 billion left over for their clients. Welcome to Washington. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained.com. We actually stand a good chance of killing this particular bill after a bunch of us on Twitter and at Heritage raised the alarm. But they will be back because the uniparty ripoff is in full blossom even as the people reject both parties at historic rates. One party goes insane, throwing voters to the other party who takes their vote and rips them off. Has it end with anti-establishment candidates who gut the cronies running both major parties? We're currently going into primary season, and this is your chance to give your donations, your volunteer time, and your vote to those anti-establishment candidates of either party who actually want to serve the people. After all, these criminals were voted in by the people in the first place, however gaslit they were, we have the power to vote them out. Okay? We'll be watching. See you now. Okay. So, you know what? I'm done with this. That's it. 
I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fed up. All right. Look, there is a violent way that we can protest all of this. And I, I'm, I am dead serious about this. You want to blame somebody? Go ahead. Blame me. You blame me. Don't give a fuck. Everybody stop paying your fucking taxes. I am dead fucking serious. Not a soul. Do not pay any federal income taxes this year. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Why? I'm fucking done. They're going to spend our... If they're going to spend our money on shit we don't want to spend it on, why the fuck are we paying it? Why? If there's a real chance that this bill is going to fucking actually pass, why the fuck am I paying my taxes? Fuck that. Fuck it. I'm done. I ain't going. Fuck it. Nope. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to Wolf of Wall Street this shit. Never to take no for an answer, right? To keep pushing, to never hang up the phone until you get what you want. Because you all deserve it. You know this fucking deal that I'm about to sign? Barring me from the securities industry, barring me from Stratton, my home. <laughs> the fuck is that, you know? I'll tell you what it is, it's, it's, it's me taking no for an answer, you know? It's them, it's them selling me, not the other way around. It's, it's me being a hypocrite is what it is. So, you know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here! They're gonna need to send in the National Guard a fucking SWAT team! Cause I ain't going nowhere! Fuck them! See? Fuck them! Stop paying your taxes. I'm dead serious. They don't want to fucking, they don't want to spend the money appropriately. Fine. How are you going to do without any money? Look, folks, if think about it this way. If we all do it, we all do this together. One act. They can't even fund the motherfuckers that would have to come after us for not paying our taxes. They wouldn't have the money. It's nonviolent. We don't do anything. We don't hurt anybody. Fuck it. Let's just not pay our taxes. Blame it on me. I'm cool with it. Oh, Mick said do it. Okay, cool. Don't pay your taxes. That's the simplest shit in the world. Guess what? If they don't have any money to spend, they can't fucking do anything. It's our right. It, it's our money. 
They said that they were going to use it wisely. They have showed us over and over again that they are incompetent fucking idiots and that they spend the money willy-nilly. Fuck them. Just don't pay taxes. All right, let's let uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott tell us a little bit about what's going on in the financial world before we get the fuck out of here. It's Dr. Kirk. This is my weekly economic commentary. Few days late because I wanted to see what the Fed was going to do with their uh, interest rate policy. And you know what? We were right. Um, we were right. You know, so we had the rhetoric that, oh, we're going to lower interest rates through throughout 24 because we've won this battle against inflation. In fact, I just saw a video yesterday of Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, saying the economy is great. Inflation is coming down. Well, actually, he said inflation was going up, which was good for the economy. Um, unemployment was coming down. Wages were going up. It's like, what in the world is he talking about? It's complete lies. But you know what they did? They paused interest rates, just like we said they were going to do. Because with the inflationary pressures that we're seeing, <coughs> excuse me, with the inflationary pressures that we're seeing, with the decline in the economy, which how do we know there's a decline in the economy? I just saw a report on, on manufacturing jobs, right? So Biden's telling us we've got a renaissance in manufacturing and, and we're creating all these jobs. Well, the manufacturing numbers, you know, if you look at that report, 18 of the last 20 months, there's been job losses in manufacturing. 18 out of 20 months. I mean, that's not good. You know, I, I haven't seen that long of a stretch really ever for, for job losses in manufacturing. But here's the thing. Manufacturing jobs are the bread and butter of the U.S. economy. It's what's make things, right? Manufacturing makes things. So with that coming down, what comes next? If it's the, if it's the bread and butter of the U.S. economy and those jobs are going away, housing recession follows, right? And I, they know this. They actually know this, which is why they had to pause interest rates for now because interest rates are going to have to start climbing. With all these job losses, with the BRICS nations, like we talked about, taking away demand from the U.S. dollar, uh, they're going to have to print money like there's no tomorrow. They really, truly have to print money. I read another report just yesterday morning how the month-over-month -month deficit increased by 50%. A 50% increase in the deficit. It's like, what? This economy stinks. They're printing money like drunken sailors, right? And so, so then I saw another report, uh, which was tech job layoffs. So the tech job layoffs are, are actually quite brutal. In January alone, over 20, almost 24,000 jobs were eliminated in the tech sector. It's like, wait a second, Dr. Kurt. We've got the stock market, which is booming, right? And we've got tech stock market, which is booming. Um, so if, if they're near all-time highs, but remember, why are they at all-time highs? Not because people are spending money, but it's stimulus money. It's injections into the stock market, right? So the, the, the Fed and central banks around the world are basically taking this, this decision to say, we've got to keep the stock market propped up at all costs, right? 
even though there's inflation coming, even though it's detrimental to the economy moving forward, we can't let the stock market collapse. Well, I, I think they're playing with fire because it has to collapse when there's no revenues, right? So, so what's happening with the tech stocks where they're laying people off like there's no tomorrow, but yet stock prices are through the roof. The markets are through the roof. Well, that doesn't add up because if, if it's through the roof, that should mean that there's revenue. If there's revenue, they would have to add jobs, not reduce them, right? This is just simple math. <laughs> so, so here's what I think is happening. And we've talked about this for a year, which is singularity. Right, the singularity movement, the Kurzweil from Google, you know, chief technical officer, way back in the day, started talking about singularity, which is the convergence of man and machine, and machines went out, you know, kind of like the first Terminator movie when Skynet, and you had all these these robots and these machines that basically decided we're smart, we're we're we've got learning, we've got machine learning, and we're going to actually destroy our creator, which was humankind. So that was the basis of that movie. And that was, I don't know, 20 something years ago. Well, what's happening now? These jobs are going away because of artificial intelligence. That's my, that's my take on it. Because if that happens, these jobs aren't ever coming back. They were replaced with artificial intelligence, with computers. Well, think about it. This would be, I suppose, an expense reducing mechanism for companies, which they would like. Every company wants to increase revenues, decrease expenses. Well, that's what they would do because you don't have to pay a computer. Um, there's no HR benefits for a computer. There's no lawsuits from discrimination or harassment or anything like that from computers. But what don't computers do? Computers after work don't go to Best Buy and buy an LCD TV for the house. So, so when people aren't working, income tax revenues come down. There, there's no income there. When they don't go shopping, computers don't go shopping, you've got sales tax revenues that come down. Computers don't procreate. They don't have kids. So you're not going to be filling up the minivan with gas to take the baby computers to soccer games. No, it's not going to happen. right? They're not going to the grocery store to get cereal and everything else. So, so sales are going to start coming down. Computers also don't buy houses. Right? They don't need a house or a computer for crying out loud. So therefore, the housing market's going to have less demand, which is going to cause housing prices to come down. And if people aren't buying houses or housing prices come down, property tax revenues come down. See, this one thing is squashing government revenues at the same time when they need more revenues. Because with all these job losses, what we talked about is just the tech sector, but there's job losses everywhere. Look at the manufacturing jobs, 18 out of 20 months. They're, they're coming down. So now what? Those unemployed workers are going to go to the government for benefits. Said so we need unemployment benefits. We need welfare. We need handouts. We need some kind of stimulus. We need this and that, food stamps and everything else. Well, there's no more government revenue. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to print. They're going to have to print their way out of it. So this is why I, I think, yes, they had to pause interest rates right now because down the road throughout 2024, they're gonna to have to raise interest rates to slow down the inflation that they're creating. This truly is bad. It's really bad. Then 
I saw another report that I was doing research on gross domestic product, and they were bragging about how GDP was 2%. Well, think about it. What's gross domestic product? It's a reflection of what you and I and everybody else in this country buy at stores, retail prices of things that are manufactured here in America. That's what gross domestic product is. So as we've talked about for years now, and this is what I did one of my dissertations on, is I developed a new methodology for measuring inflations because the way that, that the government basically defines it is wrong. They, they changed the methodology in 1996 under Clinton. The Boskin Commission lowered artificially what the true inflation rate was. So they, didn't, so they could lower cost of living adjustments um, for with government payouts. They wanted to reduce government expenditures. So inflation is not 3.8% or whatever they say it is right now. It's actually hovering more at around 15%. So this should go to show us that if inflation's at 15%, and that's a reflection of prices at stores, uh, then GDP should actually equal the inflation rate. But it doesn't. It's 2%, not 15%. But it's uglier than that. Because to generate $1 of GDP, the government spends $2.5 in debt to get that. So let me put that into perspective. Let's say you're um, sitting at the dinner table with your spouse, and the, the guy says, hey, honey, I've got this great idea for a business. We're going to spend $250,000 to generate $100,000 worth of income. And the wife looks at her husband and says, you are actually smoking crack. You are out of your mind. You're going to bankrupt our family, right? This is a stupid idea. Same exact thing that the government's doing, though. Two and a half dollars of debt to create one dollar of income on GDP. That's the exact same as a family spending $250,000 to generate $100,000 worth of income. This is bad. Now, what makes it even worse? What Biden did last weekend was insane. So they claim this was because of climate change agenda. I think it's retaliation against Texas because of all the, the state and federal rights things that are going on on the border. But what did Biden do? He put a temporary pause on new applications for exports of liquefied natural gas to Europe, to Asia, to basically no more exports. He put economic sanctions on U.S. companies and the people. Economic sanctions are usually reserved for like a rogue terrorist nation, right? Where, where let's say it's Iran or Russia and the, and, and the White House would say, hey, Iran and Russia, we're putting economic sanctions on you. We're going to cripple your economy because you're terrorists, right? So, so what did he just do to the American public? The one, one of the things that we're really good at in America is oil and gas. We're good at that. And he handcuffed U.S. gas producers to say, no more exports. We're putting a temporary pause on all applications for exports of LNG to the rest of the world. It's like, what in the world? What kind of a president basically handcuffs productivity of his own country? See, this is going to destroy the U.S. economy if we can't export gas. I mean, really destroy it. So if that happens, all these companies are going to start laying off people. There's more unemployment. There's going to be more printing to fund the expenditures of, of unemployment benefits and everything else that come. This is a bad economy. Bad, Bidenomics is bad for America. So 
bottom line is all of this that we're talking about is going to cause more inflation as they're going to have to be forced to print their way out of it. This is why gold and silver, but what, like Al, if you know, we're, we're um, allocating into silver right now is actually amazing for people that own tangible assets because things go up with inflation. So all this news coming out over the last week, silver went from like 2213 to 2330 or so today. Well, good grief. That's that's a dollar and 20 cent move in like a little over a week. That's like almost 5% move in a week. You extrapolate that out for a year. That's I mean, if, if you stay up on this trend, that's more of a 200% increase in the price of silver at, at about 5% a week growth. I mean, wow. So things are happening under the covers here and they're starting to expose themselves. Everything that we've been talking about for a couple of years is starting to happen. So don't be dismayed that silver kind of was flat over the last 12 months. You know, you'd have you'd have pockets of massive growth. You'd have huge days and then it'd come down and massive growth and it's going to come down. Um, but like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the number of outstanding net short positions decreased by 50% from big banks on silver. They're unwinding their short positions because in a short position, if you own a short and the price of silver goes up, you lose money hand over fist. What does that tell us? They are expecting silver to go up and it sure enough did, right? So this is where I'm excited that everything we've been talking about is showing itself to be true. And so allocate into silver and uh, be confident that what you're doing is the right thing to do for this time in history when everything is in upheaval. So that's all I've got for this week. God bless you. Have an amazing weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Well, you can go to def defiantsilver.life if you want to get some. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue with them on the numbers. I mean, shit. Yeah. Yep. All right. We need to get out of here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Because so, uh, the Good Book Replay is coming up at 10 p.m. About 25 minutes here. Okie dokie. Yep. So we'll be back. Uh, well, she'll be back tomorrow mm -hmm. at uh, 2 for uh, Freedom Gardens, right? 9 a.m. for the Good Book and then 2 p.m. for Freedom Gardens. Okay. 9 a.m. for the Good Book. Mm -hmm. 2 p.m. I was going to get to the Good Book. Okay. I was doing Freedom Gardens first because I got you. So Freedom Gardens at 145 for the pre-show, 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. for the regular show. And uh, Heather going to be with you? Yep. Okay. Heather will be here too. And then you also got tomorrow morning, the good book at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. So you can check her out tomorrow. Um, I won't be back till Sunday, Sunday afternoon, mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon. So uh, till then, fuckers, you all have a great, oh, what are we doing on Sunday? Climate anxiety. Except I'm not anxious about the climate. I know. We're going to talk about um, climate change. We're going to watch the dimming. I already feel dumber. All right. Okay. So if you don't tune in on Sunday, I understand. So till then, uh, you all have a great night, fuckers. And uh, we'll see you back here on Sunday. Have a good weekend for the Mick. And Lynn. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace.
But once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters. Cause you'll be over your tater. I'm talking growing tomatoes. Yeah. Feeding the worms I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six foot grave. Before I take a knee as our anthem plays. My hands on my heart. I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three. So I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue color boy from the south. south. And you can fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck the welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, sun running your Strapped up in a wacky, I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can beat it. F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go. Different joints, same smoke. Wake up, wear the same clothes. Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash. Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class. Got the music way up loud with a cigar in my mouth. Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. They ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mile. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty south With a truck seat high and he straight pipes loud This land, land of freedom Double barrels in case we need Man up, we'll sit your ass down We done talking, fuck around and find out Love my country, love my 